Okay, l'chaim, everyone. The first uh, Thursday night cheer in 5779 and Tafshinai and Tess. Um, and this is, as we mentioned earlier, Shmua Toiva Tadash and Atsem. Good news is the Rosh Tevis of the year. Shmua Toiva, good news, Tadash and Atsem fattens the bones. So the best news is the news of Hasidus, that God is real, and that's the news of Mashiach. And that's the news of this discourse. So we're going to begin a very special mimer. Oh yeah, here's the copies. Take, take a few, put them by the men. Send some to the ladies. Okay. So we're beginning the, the mimer Hazino HaShemayim Vadabera. It's not this week's parasha. This week's parasha is Vayelach. Um, but it's next week's Torah portion. Um, the mimer was actually said... And Tov Kuf Ayin Beis, Shabbos Shuva. So that year, most of the year Shabbos Shuva, or a lot of the years, comes out Hazinu. This year Shabbos Shuva is a Vayelech, but in many years it comes out Hazinu. So on Shabbos Shuva, Tov Kuf Ayin Beis, um, second to the last year before the Alter Rebbe is passing, Alter Rebbe passed away in Tov Kuf Ayin Gimel. So this is in eighteen uh, in eighteen eleven is when the Alter Rebbe said this discourse, and um, here we go. We're going to learn hopefully half of it this week, and then we'll continue next week because the Mimer puts together Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Actually, tonight we're not going to get even to the Rosh Hashanah part, but uh, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good enough as it is, and then it unifies all three together. So we'll be as Hashem learn that next week. Okay, ready to go. Ready to go. Listen, heavens, and I will speak. Moshe Rabbeinu says, listen, heavens, and I will speak. And the earth should, should hear the words of my mouth. If it should drip like rain. Likhi, my words. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying it's the beginning of that shira, of the song that is meant to be a, test, a testimonial between God and the Jewish people, that Hashem has told, foretold us everything that's going to happen in Jewish history. It's fascinating. And that's that uh, Pasha Hazinu. And the opening words of, 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 of uh, Hazinu is Moshe Rabbeinu calling Think about this, a human being standing and talking to the heavens and to the earth and telling them to stand as witness that he, that for all the words that he's going to say and that later we will see the witnesses will say, I told you. <laughs> heaven and earth will say, I told you. Because heaven and earth was created for the observance of Torah and mitzvahs and the long story of Jewish history. The story of Jewish history is the story of heaven and earth. And they're standing by to bear testimony about that God's covenant with the Jewish people is true and that all that Hashem said would happen. It would get rough. We were given the mitzvahs. In the beginning we were excited. Then we would get a little bit, you know, a little distracted by being that our, <laughs> being that our job is we're heavenly creatures that have to bring heaven down to earth. And uh, since part of it is to be on earth, 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 can get a little, earth can get a little overwhelming and a little overpowering. 
and a person forgets that he's here on earth to bring heaven down to earth. And so the, the, the verses of Vazinu say how as a collective whole we will make that mistake and as a result of that things won't turn out so well. But in the end, even those mistakes and even those blunders will lead us to even a deeper connection to God. And eventually we'll come back and Hashem will make peace with His people. And that's, people don't realize, the story of the world is really the story of the Jewish people. And then the world is kind of the set, the, the stage, and where this theatric thing plays itself out, the story of the romance between God and Israel. So Moshe Rabbeinu was standing over here and telling the heavens, Hazinu HaShemayim, listen heavens, Vadaber and I will speak, Vesishma Aretz, and earth, listen, Imrepi, the words of my mouth. And what is he saying? Yaroif, let it drip. Yaroif, let it drip, Kamata, like rain, Likhim, my words. Tizal Katal, let it, uh, let it drop. Tizal, let it uh, drip, drip. I guess that's another word of dripping. Katal, like do, Imrasi, my words. So Moshe Rabbeinu was comparing his words both to rain and to do. Now both are water. Both are very, very, very important and the world needs it and for, for, for the moisture and it is needed for all the all growth to happen. So now he says like this. Now the Torah we know is compared both. Rashi says that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying my, my likhi, my words, is referring to the Torah. The Torah is compared both to rain and it's also compared to dew. To rain and to dew. Like it says, For just like rain comes down, against snow comes down, from the heavens. It's a pasuk where it describes, uh, we say it by a fast day, on every fast day in the Haftorah. It says, just like the rain comes down and, and, and uh, quenches the thirst of the earth, so says God, my words that come out of my mouth, which is what? The words of Torah, they also should quench the thirst of the earth. So you see from here that Torah is clearly compared to rain. There is also, Torah is also compared to dew. Where do we find the Torah being compared to dew? Tal Torah. The do of Torah. The sages referred to that when Mashiach will come, um, the the how will the resurrection happen? How will the how will the those who passed away come back to life? It says that the do of the Torah will come down, special do, and that is going to resurrect the uh, all the dead, and that's also already happened, as we know by Matan Torah, by the giving of the Torah, the. The experience of Matan Torah was so powerful that it knocked our socks off, or rather it knocked our souls out. We passed away as a result of the giving of the Torah. That's how powerful it was. And actually we passed away ten times. And every time another one of the commandments came out, the ecstasy and bliss and the sweetness and the power of the experience was just too overwhelming for the body to contain it. And the soul drifted away from the body. And how did we come back alive? Hashem rejoined body and soul again with the dew. He brought down the special dew of Torah and that's what reconnected soul and body. So you see that Torah is also compared or has an element of do. Muhammad Azal, the sages also say, Mital Hashemayim Zem Mikri. He brings another reference and where we see, where we see that Torah is compared to do. It says when, 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 when Yitzchak blessed Yaakov, he said, Hashem should give you from the do of heaven. 
And the sages explain that this, in addition to it meaning the physical blessings, it also has spiritual content. From the dew of heaven means, is referring to mikra, it's referring to chumish, it's referring to Torah Shabiksal, the written Torah, which is called the dew of heaven. And then, Mishmane Aretz, the fat of the earth, that's Mishnah, that's Torah Shabalpeh. So Hashem, was, I mean, Yitzchak was blessing Yaakov with the Torah. But from here we see again, in both these cases, I'm sorry, from both these places, we see that both rain and dew are references to the Torah. Later in the Mimer, the Altareb is going to explain that the Torah has two dimensions to it. There is one dimension of Torah, which is the lower dimension of Torah, which is called rain. And then there is a higher dimension of Torah, which is called dew. Okay. Now the, dif- now the, 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 the difference, however, between rain and dew is both of them are liquid, both of them are water, in a sense. But one of them is produced from down here, and the other one is produced from above. Dew is a, is a moisture that comes from heaven. It just comes down from above every day, like a fog or whatever it is, that comes down and brings that moisture. The, the, um, and so therefore, spiritually, it's also the same thing. Dew, the Gemara says, is never ever withheld. It's not dependent on our actions. It's something that God gives as a gift for no charge. However, rain is something that we participate in. As we know, even the physical dynamics of rain is that the steam, the vapor goes up, and that's because the, the, the sun is beating on the, on, the earth, on the waters, whether it's from lakes or, or rivers or, or the ocean, and that creates the steam, the vapor that goes up, the mist, which creates clouds, and those clouds are then dispersed by the winds and spread out to wherever it needs to rain, and it rains. So that's really coming from below. That's the difference between rain and, and dew. Like it says, that a mist, says in Bereshis, right after the story of creation, it says, a mist went up from the earth, and it would give to drink uh, the Tal and dew, and dew is from above. That's a, a bracha that comes from above. So now, so soon we're going to, so, so Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that there is this water and there, the, there is the rain and the dew which is a reference to the Torah. But Moshe Rabbeinu, before he's telling us about the Torah, he's telling us before that, listen, who's, who's to listen? Heaven and earth should listen. So the Alter Rebbe explains, in addition to heaven and earth, in the physical sense of heaven and earth, there is also the neshama of heaven, and there is the neshama of earth. The soul of heaven and the soul of earth. Who is the soul of heaven, and who is the soul of earth? In general, the Jewish people are the soul of the world. So when we say, listen heaven and listen earth, we're referring to two types of souls. There are more heavenly souls and there are more earthy souls. Two types of Jews. The Jewish people are divided into two camps. The souls of heaven and the souls of earth. When Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, listen heaven and listen earth, he's speaking to the two, the two groups of the Jewish people. There are mitzvah Jews and there are Torah Jews. The Torah Jews are the heavenly Jews. And the mitzvah Jews are the earthy Jews. But both of them, and each one is going to explain, there's one, each one has a quality over the other. There's a certain power to earth that heaven doesn't have. a certain power to heaven that earth doesn't have. But it's not just, of course, because he's speaking to the two different types of neshamas, two types of souls, he's also addressing heaven and earth. Because heaven and earth is just an external manifestation of these neshamas, of these souls. When the merit of what does the heaven and earth stand? On the merit of the souls that study Torah and on the souls that, that do mitzvahs. Okay. So who are these as you know, And what does it mean? Listen up heaven and, and hear earth. Who kiyesh beis mean in neshama? These are two types of souls. 
Echad, one of them is Oisam Shem Bali Torah. These are the people that are that are Torah scholars. Shatirasan Umnasan Torah is their occupation. They study Torah all the time. Torah and Nasan is actually a very high category of Torah scholars. These are people that are so devoted to Torah that they don't do anything else but to study Torah. Actually, it says that these people are exempt from even prayer because Torah is there. Besides Kriyashma, they, they don't have to pray because the Torah is there. But in a more broader sense, it means all the Jewish people who devote most their lives to Torah study. Vabeis and the second type of Jews. In other words, sometimes we refer to them as Yisachar, Yisachar Jews. And then there's another type of Jews, a Bali Asakim. They're business people, people that are more involved with the world. But a Jew is not involved with the world just to be involved with the world. A Jew is a, is a mitzvah being. So if he's involved with the world, it's so that he can do more mitzvahs. Because people who make, work for a living, especially those, those that are successful, have a greater opportunity to do mitzvahs. And that's the mitzvahs you do from earth. They're the ones that are osek and mitzvahs. And gemilas chasad, and 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 acts of kindness. Now, 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 why dafka these two things? Why are the Jewish people divided into these two camps, the, the Torah Jews and the Mitzvah Jews? It says because the world really stands on three pillars. The world stands on three pillars: Allah Torah, Allah Avoda, on Torah, and on Avoda, Torah is Torah, and Avoda is divine worship, which is primarily through the sacrifices. And the, the, the worship in the temple, and on acts of kindness, which, which is a general term for all the mitzvahs, but primarily the mitzvahs of tzedakah. So he says, today's days, where the world is really standing only on two pillars, because the third pillar, the one of, the, of worship, avoda, is not really in place. We have some sort of a substitute, which are prayer, but it's not really fully. So the third, but the, so now we have two pillars can keep it up. I mean, of course, it's, a, it's, it's tremendously enhanced. When we have three pillars, but it stands on two. The avodah, which is the mitzvah of karbanos, ain't lano meshachara beis amigdash. Once the beis amigdash was destroyed, we don't have any more the avodah. So what is left for us is only Torah and and gemilas chasadim. Ubalei Torah nikra shamayim, and that's what's mainly needed to hold the world up. What's the world? Heaven and earth. So the the the, the Torah scholars keep the heaven in place. And the mitzvah observers keep the earth in place. So, Torah, and those that study Torah, they're called Shamayim. Why are they called Shamayim? They're called heaven. Torah was given to us from heaven. And Torah is a heavenly entity. When you're learning Torah, you're basically eavesdropping into God, talking to Himself. That's what Torah is. It's God's, it's Hashem's wisdom, it's Hashem's knowledge, Hashem's mind. You're plugging into God's brain when you're learning Torah. So that's heaven. Va'aretz and earth mitzvahs. Why? Because mitzvahs you can only do with earth on earth. The, the only the, the mitzvahs don't exist in heaven. The entire element of mitzvahs exists on earth because dafkin, the physical planet, is where we can do mitzvahs. Va'aretz upchenes mitzvahs and aretz, and when we say earth, earth. And a greater meaning doesn't mean just the earth, it means the people who are occupied with the main purpose of earth, which is to do mitzvahs on earth. So for him, mitzvahs, these are bali mitzvahs, can became a mitzvahs, who are primarily busy and occupied with the fulfillment of physical mitzvahs, but in the literal sense. 
Look in the first mimer in Torah Ur, the first mimer in, in the Hasidic Shaparshi in Bereshis, which we're going to learn in Bereshis. So that mimer he explains how Torah is called heaven, which God says, heaven is my seat, and the earth is my footstool. So that's referring to Torah and mitzvahs. That's how he explains it there. Regarding to do these, these two types of neshamis, there is a Pasuk in Shira Shirim where God says, If only you can be like my brother. And then it says, I find you outside. So it's referring to two different types of Jews. One kind of Jew is God's brother, a sibling. He's always hanging out with God. Two siblings are very close to, the, to each other. They always chat on the phone. They always connect. They like hanging out together. So that's the, those who are learning Torah all the time. But then the Pasuk says, I find you outside. It's referring to the Jews that are outside of holiness. They don't study Torah. They're hanging out primarily in the mundane realms of existence. But they're thirsty for God much more than those that are hanging inside. That's what it says. And God says, I kiss them. Referring to the Jews who are outside, but they come in a little bit to learn a little. They come in from the outside. And the Altar Rebbe explains, those are the Jews that are primarily called Bali Tshuva. Because they're, the, 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 those who study Torah all the time, they're like tzaddikim. They're always connected. Those that are outside struggle. But yet, they have a greater thirst. And that's the Bali Tshuva. It's the same, similar to the idea of Yisachar and Zavulin. Same characterization. Now just like in the creation of the physical heaven, we can't determine which one is really greater, heaven or earth. How do we know that? It says, In the beginning, God created a heaven and earth. So which one is given more honor? Heaven. Heaven is stated first. Begin. But then a few psukim verses later, it flips the whole thing upside down. Shamayim kadmul earth, and heaven is before the earth. But then it says a few verses later, on the day that God, Hashem, Elohim, created Eretz v'shamayim, earth and heaven. So it puts earth before heaven. So you see from here that there is, that there is two, uh, two, 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 there is sometimes where Heaven is before earth, or earth before heaven. Eretz Kadma. And that's why the, there's an argument in the Gemara, which one was actually created first. And then there's a third place in which we did the verb that both of them were created together. They're both equal. But in, in, in the as it is in the spiritual sense, the question of which, which one has greater content, which is more meaningful. And the answer is in some respects, heaven is greater than earth. That's why heaven was created first. In some respects, earth is greater than heaven because the ultimate purpose is earth. So in any case, so kach kam mitzvah. So just like we have that debate and those two dynamics in the physical element of heaven and earth, the same is also true in Torah and mitzvahs. Motzanu ra'inu, we find and we've seen shepa'amim amru that at times they've said the Talmud Torah keneged kulam. Torah study is equal to all the mitzvahs. We say it every day in davening. Torah study is equivalent to all the mitzvahs. You can study Torah for 20 minutes and it's as if you will did all the mitzvahs of the Torah, all 613. It's of greater value. The Chayin Amru, there's another, the Chazajas also say, all objects can't compare to it. So the sages say, what kind of objects are we talking about? So they say the word Chafetzim doesn't mean just objects, it means all desirables. Everything that's desired cannot compete with it. What's the true desired? Mitzvahs. Mitzvahs is what God desires. Yet it can't compare to the Torah. Um, all the mitzvahs of Torah, don't equal. 
Neged halacha echod min ha-Torah compared to one halacha. So last night I couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. Because I, I, was, I was so exhausted from Rosh Hashanah that on the fast I went to sleep for a few hours and I just slept. So I guess I was up last night. So in the middle of the night I was just ready, just fed up with just trying to sleep. So I got up and I, I said, you know what? I'm going to start learning Shulchan Aruch this year. I don't learn Shulchan Aruch. How long can I be ignorant? I learn Hasidus, but I have to learn Shulchan Aruch. And I Baruch Hashem, I have this nice, beautiful, white, new Shulchan Aruch from the Alter Rebbe, which they reprinted in English. It's really a delight. Uh, so I tell you, I said, you know, Hilchah Shabbos, I should really learn Hilchah Shabbos. Baruch Hashem, I have a Rebetzin who knows Hilchah Shabbos, so she protects me. I send her all the questions, all, all my rabbinate questions, they come to me, I send them to the Rebetzin. So she takes care of it. But it would be nice if I know something. So I took out Hilcha Shabbos and I started learning the laws of Havdalah. I was enjoying myself. I said, well, the Nigla stuff is pretty interesting. <laughs> but now I realize, it's like, you see, you see, all the mitzvahs don't compete to one halach. One halach. And you can learn a lot of halach. Neged halacha echod min Torah. Compared to one halacha from the Torah. Upa'amim amru. And then other times they say, Tachlis chachma tshuva maisim tayvim. The epitome of Chachma, the point of Chachma, what's the purpose of Chachma? On the other hand, we find the opposite. What's the point of all the wisdom, which is Torah, Tshuva, it should bring you to repentance, and good deeds. So in Judaism, you can never figure it out. Once you think you, think you finally you know, organized everything in your head, you come across something that you know, takes everything and flips it upside down. So here's the same thing. After you just heard two statements of the sages that say that all of mitzvahs can't compete with one halacha. It says all of the Torah has one purpose. It should lead you to good deeds. And the answer is both are true. And both have a quality. And the sages also say, Gadol Talmud. And then another verse. Just like he brought two verses, two, not two verses, but two, Mamarech Hazal, two statements of the sages to prove that Torah is greater than mitzvahs. He brings two statements of the sages proving that mitzvahs are greater. So again, it says, Tachlis Chachma, the point of all of wisdom is Tshuva Maisim Toivim, that's number one. And there's another Maimar Chazal. Godla Talmud b'mashem mevi l'day Maisa Dafka. Talmud is great. Why? It brings to action. So again, that action, the whole thing, the greatness of Talmud, of study, is that it brings to action. And the, and the Rebbe says, Rishneim Emes, both are true. There is a certain quality in Torah that's not there in mitzvahs. Nevertheless, there's also a tremendous quality in mitzvahs. That's not in Torah. As stated and explained elsewhere. Each one has a great quality. Torah has an awesome, uh, which doesn't have a mitzvah, and mitzvah has a quality that's not in Torah. Now, on the Torah of these two types of neshamas, so, so once we've established this, that there are heavenly Jews, which are Torah Jews, they are they're living in heaven. And then there are earth Jews, those that are connected to earth, they're grounded, but they do mitzvahs with the earth. And each one has a quality. So now Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to these two types of Jews. And he's saying, listen, heaven Jews, and listen, earth Jews, let me tell you something about Torah study. Because even the earth Jews also learn Torah. So they also need to know something about Torah study. And he's going to tell them both about the two levels of Torah. He's going to tell them about the Torah that's compared to rain, and the Torah that's compared to dew. 
So, and on the Torah of these two types of neshamas, that's called shemayim v'aretz, it will rain. In other words, it would seem to imply, again, I didn't really learn the end of the Mimer, I just learned half of it, I didn't get it. But it seems like where it's going is that in Torah itself, there is the, there is the Torah of the Jews that are more on earth, and their Torah then is like rain, because rain comes from earth and goes up, upward. And then the Torah of the people that are more heavenly Jews, to them, the Torah that they're learning is primarily due. So there's the, in other words, both learn Torah, because Rambam says, and we just learned in the laws of Rambam, that every single Jew, even though a person who is the busiest of the busiest, has a large family and he works for a living, has to set times for Torah study. There's no exception. By day and by night. Everybody's got to learn Torah. But, but they're, still, they're still called earth Jews, because most of the time they're, they're doing mitzvahs, they're involved with earth. Yet, there's a certain quality to their Torah, and their Torah is more like rain. And then there is the Torah from the Shemayim Yidin, which is more like dew. Let's see. The Indian, and the idea is as follows, the Indian. So let's first understand, what's the effect of rain? What's the purpose of rain? What does rain accomplish? So we're using the rain as an analogy. That what? Just like the idea of rain, and its effect. It descends... And it and it and it malachlich it soft it 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 moistures it brings it brings moisture to the to the earth to the soil, or and it prepares it that the earth should be able to give out its vegetation. The earth has got this magnificent power of vegetation, but in order for it to accomplish it, it needs to be watered. It needs to be wet, and that's what allows the earth to produce. like it says, vehirva that when the rain comes down, it quenches the thirst of the earth. And it gives birth, cause it to give birth, and then it gives forth its vegetation. Now, they're saying an amazing thing. The main power of vegetation is not from the rain. The rain doesn't make it grow. What makes it grow is the earth. Just you need to stimulate the earth's power. And you can only stimulate the earth's power. Last week we spoke about the seed. Uh, communicating with the earth and calling forth, telling the earth what it wants it to produce. That's the seed. But this week is going to talk about what the rain does. The rain's power in moisturing the earth. We'll see soon. The ikar but the main growth is in the power of vegetation that there is in the earth. That's able to give forth all of its vegetation. And through the seed, Hanizra that is planted, you gotta awaken it. So you put a seed in, and the the seed wakes up the earth to and it says a quote. Basically you're, you're when you're planting a seed, you're talking to the to the earth. You're communicating, you're selling to the earth. Yeah, hey, you know. It's amazing how God did that. That he gave us the ability to talk to the earth and tell the earth what we want. We put a seed in, that's what we're that's our way of communicating. To give forth vegetation similar to what we put in. But it doesn't just give you what you put in. It gives you an abundance way more than what you put in. With a tremendous toisephes, with added riboy, with abundance. Mechadash from new. But, but here's a, a condition. But you can't awaken the earth. 
that it should reveal itself. To have its effect, to affect its effect. First thing you need to do is you need to plow the earth. The earth needs to be soft. If the earth is, is, is hardened and tough, it won't grow. So that's the idea of planting. You plant it, I'm sorry, not planting, plowing. If you plow it, you break it, you break the chunks of the earth into soft, into small little pieces. And then the marpiari is softening the earth. Then after you plow, the rain will come and really give the earth all of that moisture and all of its ability, all of the blessing needed for it for the earth to show you what the earth can do. It's an amazing um, what is it called? Symbiosis that the Abishter has created and how all these things work together. So it needs the rain to moisture the earth. And then it will give forth its vegetation. So the Rebbe is going to explain how this entire process also exists in the inner world. There's the outer world. We said earlier there is the heaven and there is the earth. Heaven are the higher souls and the earth are the lower souls. So now he's going to explain how this whole idea happens. That there is the earth and these Jews that are the earth Jews, all Jews in general that do mitzvahs, because even the Torah scholars also do mitzvahs. In that sense, they also belong on earth. So in this element of mitzvah observance, which is the earth, he's going to show us how there are all these elements. You need a plow, and you need the water, but then the earth will produce unbelievable things. And he's going to explain what the seed is and what the earth is. Believe it or not, the troublemaker in us, that's the earth. The nefesh of Bahamas is the earth. Not even the body. It's that animal soul. That's, so, that's such a, we call it a bandit. Such a bulva. It's all over the place with its constant physical urges and drives and this. But that's the most potent thing that we have, is the animal soul. That's the earth. The seed planted in the earth is the neshama. The neshama is the seed that's planted in the earth. Along with the seed of the neshama comes the seed of mitzvahs. We, we, we plant mitzvahs. And uh, that produces unbelievable godly produce. It brings a growth. It brings the crop. The crop is godly revelation of Mashiach. And all the, the essence of God revealed in this world. That's the crop. The ultimate crop. The ultimate delight. But in order for that to happen, we need to have a broken heart. When our, when our animal soul is a little too full with itself, it's, it's, it's not going to produce anything. So the animal soul needs to be humbled and broken a little and, and in addition to that you need to saturate it with water the water is you have to learn Torah and then after you learn Torah which gives a certain bittle into the animal soul it creates a certain yearning in the animal soul that's the power of the earth which is a power of yearning a power of thirst the thirst of the earth far outdoes the thirst of heaven our neshama belongs of heaven our animal soul is from the earth when it gets thirsty for God, nothing can compete with it. When the animals... And that thirst produces, calls down the powerful godly produce and revelation. But in order to get the animal soul on board, you have to give them a lot of Torah. You have to, you have to pray. And the prayer is a broken heart. And you learn Torah, you saturate it with a higher heavenly uh, godly light. Then it becomes... Then it can produce what no, that no one else can produce. Only the animals. 
So all the dynamics of Yiddishkeit now are going to fall into place, how it all plays out, each thing. So let's see it inside. This whole marshal, is also in the soul of man. It's the Torah study. That's the rain. After the plowing, when you plow, then you get the rains. And he's going to, by the way, he's going to explain later how this, this system also works throughout the, and we do this all the time, but there's also a particular time of the year where Shoshana Yom Kippur is when we do the plowing. So we're going to be doing this next week. Think about it this way. All you're doing is pounding the earth. You're basically plowing your earth. You want to be fertile this year. You want to be able to produce unbelievable thing. You need to plow the, 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 that, 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 that smugness of the animal soul. The ego needs a little bit of a pounding. So you pound it, make it soft. Let's get heartbroken. And then afterwards you have the rains, our Shemini Yatzeres, Yom Kippur, we get the Torah, Simchas Torah. And that's where we read, we start reading the Torah all new again. Those are the rains. And all year long you're doing mitzvahs and you're producing unbelievable stuff. So this is the system that he's going to explain, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, as we're going to see later. Okay, you can go home now, the home I we just did. <laughs> I gave you a snapshot of what's coming. Then you affect to go give forth Yeshua is the highest type of, of, of Yeshua, inside the soul. This is what it says. Just like the rain comes down and saturates the earth. So will be my, my words. That goes out of my mouth. Will never return to me empty-handed. The range, which are the Torah that you're going to study, is going to have an impact. That's what Hashem is promising. Learn Torah just like rain. When I, rain always has an effect. I send it to the earth; it does what I want. So, to the words that I send you out, which is my Torah, is going to accomplish that which I desire. And what does God desire? We should bring Him into this physical world. How do we bring him into this physical world? Through our animal soul doing mitzvahs. As we're going to see. It, gives, it will give seed to those who plant. And the idea is as follows. Every single Jew says, we turn over the page, to page 148. Every single Yid says, The neshama that you have given to me, she is pure. You have created her. Chulu, right? whatever. And then finally, you protect my neshama inside of me. Now the altar Rebbe asks a simple question. Who is the one who says, It can't be the neshama that you have given into me. It can't be the neshama talking. Because we're saying, the neshama that you have given into me, we're talking about the neshama. The neshama, is, if there would be the neshama talking, they would say, um, Hashem, um, uh, you know, I'm thanking you that I've been put into a body today or whatever. Is that we're saying the neshama that you gave into me? So someone else, is, you can't say. Maybe it's the body. So the Alter Rebbe says you can't say that. Who's saying you given into me? Will be kirbi. You can't say it on the body. A body is a dead entity. The body on its own. The body doesn't have a consciousness. It's it's physical. It's 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 uh, it's earth. It's a uh, it's uh, it's an inanimate entity. It's a doesn't have words. You have to say there's a certain conscious being that's saying that. Well, that's our animal soul. Nefesh our vivifying soul. 
In other words, our neshama is not what, 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 what enlivens the body. Because the Gentile doesn't have this level of neshama, this level of Jewish neshama. And the, yes, he's a human, a full-fledged human being. So we're saying this is our human soul that, that, that vivifies our body and energizes us. But in, in addition to that, we have a higher, godlier being that resides within it. And that's what we're saying. The, the animal soul and the intellectual soul, which is both sometimes seen as one soul, sometimes it's seen as two souls. And then we say we have three neshamas, a vivifying soul, an intellectual soul, and a godly soul. But sometimes we see them as both as one unit. The intellectual soul, the power, is part of the human soul. Because again, we're saying you don't have to be Jewish to have an, to have an intelligence. Right? Uh, 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 uh. The non-Jew also has an intelligence. So, this is the, the, the nefesh the, uh, we're holding on top of 148, second page. This is the nefesh the vivifying soul, the hasichlis, and it's the intellectual soul. Hamadaberes, that is speaking. And that neshama says, the neshama that you have given into me. The nefesh of Bahamas is saying, it's amazing. So it's funny that when you're saying Berches HaShachar, you're still talking from your nefesh of Bahamas. Later when you get into davening, you're deep into davening, you're already entered into soul consciousness. So you're probably speaking already from your neshama is talking. But when in the morning you're just rubbing your eyes, you're still saying a neshama, you're just like waking up. So your first consciousness is your is your animal soul, vivifying soul, or even even if you manage to get into your seichel, but it's still your seichel. It's not your godly soul, and it is proclaiming that neshama that you have put into me. Tahirehi, she's pure, which means she's part of you. That's what tahira means. She's pure. She's pure from any type of beingness. And then atoberasa, you create her to be to have some kind of a consciousness, some kind of a self awareness. That's a piece of God from above. And that she is pure. And after she's already existing as part of Hashem, afterwards you create her. Yes, may I in something from nothing. And you bring that neshama into me. Till you blew it into me. Meaning into, my, into me, which is the, the, that human soul is appreciating the higher godly soul that's there. The godly soul becomes literally enclosed in the intellectual soul. So that's like a seed. The neshama is the seed, and it's planted in the earth. What's the earth? The animal soul. Now why is the animal soul called the earth? Because that's, that's what it's all about. On its own, if you don't fix it, and you don't direct it, 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 it gravitates to earth. It says in the Pasuk, Nefesh the Pasuk says in Kehelas, it says, you, just, you, you see the difference between Nefesh Adam, the Nefesh of man, that goes up upward, Ruach Adam, so not Nefesh, Ruach Adam, the spirit of man that rises upward, the spirit of animal, that that goes down below to earth. So, but what happens? But here's the thing, that earth, in order to plant, and seeds are nice, but they're literally sitting, you have a bunch, you have a jar of seeds sitting in a jar, that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a nice jar with seeds. If Hashem keeps the neshamas up there in heaven, it's a nice jar with seeds, garnished. In order to really get something kicking, get something moving, you have to take those seeds and plant it in the earth, that's inside the animal soul. 
and then you put the neshama in an animal soul, that's when it's like putting a seed in the earth. It can produce unbelievable. Sha'oz dafka, dafka, then toiti tzimcha, it will give forth her, her vegetation. Mishim sheba oretz dafka, hu sheyesh koyechat semeach la'atzmiach betoisvis iloi. The power of vegetation to give forth betoisvis iloi with an added with an added quality is only in earth, nowhere else. Kachu b'chenas yeridas anefesh alikis. So the same is also the descent of the godly soul. Oir zarua. This is the, we say. By the way, when we open up Yom Kippur service in Kippur davening, we begin with oir zarua la tzadik or the yishrei leiv simcha. Oir zarua is the light that is planted. Talking about the neshama that is planted. That's the tzadik, the neshama that's planted into this world. In any case, yeridas anefesh alikis oir zarua. Because what's the neshama? And what does it say? It's oir zarua, a planting of light. What's the neshama? The neshama is Hashem's light. That's the neshama. So the nish, that's why it's called a ner, ner Hashem. It's a, it's a lamp of God. It's, the, it's God's light. And the neshama is planted where? In the earth. And now what happens when you put it in the earth? It rots. So the, the, I mean, the fact that we realize that we, that we have darkness in our world, that we have our neshamas going through the, going through the ringer in our body, and it's, it ain't easy, and we sometimes wonder, like, why the hell you know, is this happening? The deeper meaning is, well, that's the way you produce something. You have to put the seed in the earth. It's for a time being, it's going to rot, but it's going to grow in the end. It has to be mislabish in the animal soul. Even though the animal soul is materialistic and on its own, left to its own devices, it's mamish a cacao. Why? Because dafke in it, which is the earth, who sheyesh koyachat sameach is where there is the power of vegetation, la'atzmiach, Yeshua, is to give forth, to, to sprout forth salvation, which we're soon going to see means godly revelation, not just godly revelation, but the essence of the Eivishter to be brought into the world, far greater effect than the seeds that are planted in it. This is what it says, I will plant the house of Israel. That means the Eivishter is taking the house of Israel, those are the Nishamis. And the Abish is planting them. And I will plant her in the earth. Dafke. the animal soul. Now he wants to connect. Why is the Nefshah Bahamas called earth? Because when it regards to the Nefshah Bahamas, it says, The spirit of the animal that goes down, it goes down below, to the earth. You can look in that mimer. I don't think we learned that mimer yet. And therefore, since the power and the main power, the greatest potency is in the animal soul, in the earthy element of existence, that's why also all the mitzvahs were nishpal, Mitzvahs are really the Ebeshter desire. They, in, in content, in essence, they are unfathomably godly. They mean they're very, very spiritual, beyond spiritual. They're, they're divine. And, and they're, but yet, the mitzvahs all materialize in a physical form. And the, why did the mitzvahs come down to take on a physical form? And that is because, v'nitnu, and, the, and, the, and they were came down here, v'nitnu They were all given for the sake of the animal soul, Davka. Why? Because if you take a look at mitzvahs, you see that all the mitzvahs are very, are all action-oriented. And action is done by your animal soul. 
Let me give something that Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya. The, 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 the godly soul is a spiritual being that can't energize a physical act. It can't. It, 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 it's, it's not in the realm of the physical. So it can't produce a physical, a physical uh, movement. Just like I'll give you an example. A nishama that leaves a body is, is even though it can't, it, can't, uh, it can't stimulate anything in the physical. It has to be in a body, and only in the body can it, like, you move a table. A nishama can't move a table. It needs a body. A body can move a table. It can't apply physical force. It doesn't have any physical dimension to apply physical force. Now, even when a nishama is in a body, the nishama can't either apply physical force, even when it's in a body. Because the nishama doesn't have physical pressure, physical power. The, the neshama has to trigger. The neshama is invested in the animal, in the in the in the human soul, or in the animal conscious, the vivifying soul. That spirit is closer to the physical and could generate physical energy and cause motorize the body, cause the body to move, the feet to move, the hands to move, and something to physical to happen in the body. Therefore, every mitzvah is inspired by the neshama, but the neshama doesn't do it. It's the darker spirit. It's that animal spirit that does the mitzvah. So that means that when the mitzvahs are come down in a physical form, you can only shake a lulav. If you shake it, you have to, you have to move the lulav to pick up the lulav. An neshama can't pick up a lulav. An neshama definitely can't blow a shofar. An neshama can weep. <laughs> a spiritual blowing of a shofar, but it can't produce that physical sound from today. To, it needs that animal soul to blow. So all mitzvahs come down into the range of the physical in order to, so it comes down to a place where earth can get involved. Earth is the animal soul. Because the potency to cause all the explosion of godly light, this amazing godliness can only be if it's planted in the earth, the animal soul. So we're going to see what's the secret of the animal soul, that it's got such power. Where does it take that power that it can produce everything? But everything comes down into that range, as he says over here. Rubam kekula, most of them have involved physical action. Rak me'at me'hem, there are few of them, k'moy emuna. there is a mitzvah to believe in God. Emuna is not a physical action. The yediyah saboyre, or knowing God, it's not a physical action. Hemrak l'nefesh these are things that are for the godly soul. The godly soul is an extremely, is a, is a godly being. It, it, where does our faith come from? The biggest testimony that we have a godly neshama is because every Jew has an intrinsic faith. And that faith is, an, it's, it's like a deep conviction in God, well, where is that coming from? It's not coming from the intellect, from the mind, from the human experience. It's coming because of that special infusion of an neshama, of a godly being that's, that, that's, that, that, that's, that's within us and, it's within, and we're conscious of it. And that consciousness is convinced with absolute certainty in the existence of God and it also can know Hashem. And even then, it's interesting, and the Rebbe says even these two mitzvahs, emunah and knowing Hashem, even them, it's not the mitzvah element of it. In other words, the the essential knowing of Hashem and believing in Hashem is something that applies to the neshama. But the mitzvah to know God and the mitzvah to believe in Him is only applicable when the neshama is in a body. Because up there in heaven, you can't command it to know God. God is, God is obvious to the neshama. That, that's, its, that's, its, that's its natural awareness. Is it, is it, it knows the Bahamas. Even these more lofty mitzvahs, they also affect the animal soul. Shaharei, for because. Alanefesh will kiss on the godly soul. You can't command him. Vazara and a warning. Shaba'oida be Gan that when it's sitting in Gan basking in God's light, 
it should it should it should it should it should it should, it should believe in the Abishter. Why? Because I said Mamanas Vyodas Mamela. The Nishama already has a moon and knows knows Mamela automatically. Vilama Zayarda Baguf. So why did Nishama come down in a guf? Ladas Ulahamin and it comes down in a body so it can do mitzvahs. And one of those mitzvahs it should know Hashem. Well it knew Hashem much better in heaven. The answer is we want it to know God in the space of the animal soul. We wanted to believe in God in the space of the animal soul, so that the animal soul, some of that knowledge and some of that amuna will, will, will saturate, will enter into, will permeate the animal consciousness that it too will know Hashem. Ladas ulahamin, to know and to believe us, imloi bishvil. So you have to say, imloi bishvil nefsha bahamis. It can't be, it, in other words, it can't be for any other reason but for the animal soul. Dahainu. That the neshama should fulfill this mitzvah while she's enclosed in the animal soul. So even though he doesn't say it openly, so that too, that causes a, an enlightenment in the animal soul too, that the animal soul now gets to know Hashem, which the animal soul on its own doesn't. And dafka then they're called mitzvahs, meaning even these two mitzvahs. Knowing Hashem and believing Hashem, it's only a mitzvah when it's when it's performed in a physical body. And we know that it's that any experience is greater when it's a mitzvah than when it's not a mitzvah. So you'll think, okay, no, but maybe the idea, maybe the knowledge of the neshama in Ganeidin or its amuna in God that it had in Ganeidin naturally is greater than when it comes down over here and it does it in the animal soul. No, he says no, because it's greater when you're commanded than when you're not commanded, and 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 and, and commanded is only shayach when it's down here in the animal soul, where it's possible to have contradictions, where it's possible to have confusion, and over here the neshama has to reveal its amuna and her knowledge in Hashem, the kolshkin. But that's but, but, but that's these two mitzvahs, but all the rest of the mitzvahs are for sure very physical. And definitely, and how much more so all the other mitzvahs. They all don't have any shaykhs. They have no, no, no relevance to the godly soul. The neshama doesn't, in heaven doesn't know what a shofar is. It can't, it can't, it can't eat matzah. It, 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 I mean, it knows the concept, but it doesn't have any, any, anything. When it becomes enclosed in a body and an animal soul. It's that animal spirit that's a dark spirit that comes from the klipa, and that's the one that's converted to light because she's the one who does God's commandments. She's the one who commits like offering sacrifices, peyos, or giving luchuri means the the maybe it can mean both peyos. It doesn't just say peyo. It says peyos, so it can mean the peyo giving the peyo by the, the ends of the field, and maybe it also means the peyo at the end of the head that you leave peyos. Ubikurim and the mitzvah of bikurim. Which is bringing the first four roots, which rumais or, or giving truma or maisrois, which are the gifts that you give to the kohen and the levi. And he throws in episachoshen and eifoit. It's funny that the altarab out of all things suddenly throws in. And so the kohen gadol's breastplate and the eifod, which is the apron of the kohen gadol. This is a physical. You can't have a choshen and an eifod in atzilus. You have to have it down here. Why is he suddenly out of all mitzvahs? He's throwing in you a choshen and an eifod. So not over here, but in ateres roish. Which is the the Mittler Rebbe Sefer on Rosh Hashanah? He he's elaborating on this mimer. I didn't learn it, but I looked in the back over here in the in the office. So they they bring from, they quote in the back in the office over here from a Teres Rosh, where there's explanation on this why the Alter Rebbe is bringing Eifod and Choshen. 
He's saying, what's the, what's the most loftiest experience? What's the most spiritual Jewish experience possible? I'm trying to look for the most spiritual. Is the service in the temple. In the service in the temple, it's the Yom Kippur. When the high priest, he's like the most, the greatest spiritual capacity, the person with the highest spiritual capacity is the, is the Kohen Gadol, serving on the holiest day. So giving you the holy, holy, holy. And yet, that whole avod they can only do when he's wearing big day kahuna. A, a, a naked neshama can't do that avod. That has to be in a guf, only in a body, in an animal soul, in a body, in which it can wear a choshen and an ephod with those powerful godly stones and a dafka in the physical. So that's the extreme why he's bringing choshen and ephod. To show that even the most spiritual moments, the truth is Yom Kippur when the Kohen Gadol is doing the avod inside, he doesn't take the choshen and ephod because he only wears the white clothing. But still, the general idea is that the Avod on Yom Kippur requires a Choshen and an Eifot, which are physical. So you see how much the mitzvahs are dependent on the physical range. They have to be physical. The Gam mitzvah Talmud Torah, and even the mitzvah of Torah study, which is less of a physical mitzvah, She'ikra mitzvah hu bedibur, so She'ikra mitzvah hu bedibur pet. So it says, even the Torah study, the main mitzvah is to speak the words of Torah that you're learning and not learn it in your brain. And why do we have to speak why do we have to speak Torah? Because because in order to move the muscles of your mouth to be able to produce the words, you need that's called an action. The Gemara says moving your lips is called an action. It's called a maisa zuta. It's a small action, but yet it's considered an action, meaning you need physical energy to do so, and physical energy adds your animal soul. So he's basically proving how all mitzvahs, every, because mitzvahs are seeds that are planted in the soil, and the soil is the animal soul. Only that is which has that power. So Afilu now is going to take it another step, even the more, another spiritual mitzvah, love and fear of God, which love and fear is a more of an abstract type of an experience related more to the soul. Afilu ava v'yira, and even love and fear, which are the most spiritual of the mitzvahs, the bekavanatalya milsa, which they're dependent more on in intention. It's, we're not dealing with physical action. In loving God, you're not dealing with a physical action. In fearing God, you're feeling of a deep inner emotion, which luchur is something you fulfill with your godly soul. V'loy be'uvden, it's not involved with action. Uvdem, it's he's bringing a, it's a, probably a quote from Zohar. Be'kavana talia, it's intended in, in kavana. V'loy be'uvden, not with action. who believe, but still, as it says in Ayoyim Yoyim, that every mitzvah has a shear. Every mitzvah has a set amount, a physical amount. And the sheer regarding to love, how do you know if you fulfilled your mitzvah of love? Till you can actually feel a physical sensation in your heart. You know, it's possible to have abstract love. But in Ayoyim Yoyim, it says that there's a certain sheer for love, you have to feel a physical burning in your heart. Like, 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 if, you, like if you would have a physical desire for something. You can manage to feel your heart as warm. That's how you have to feel when you're loving the Ebershtim. So it's, he says, he will believe it's in the heart. Shasham yesoy de'esh. That's where the fire is. and ava. And the longing, the thirst of the love is all coming. It's all, it's all physical. And that heat, that body heat in the heart is created from what? From the blood. And the blood is created from what? From the food you eat. So that too is a very physical experience. That comes into being from the birudim of physical macholim of physical foods. Again, if a person doesn't, here's the thing: 
If a person is going to try to be extra spiritual by reducing his nefesh Bahamas, he's amazing. He's amazing. Let's think about this, Gavaldi. If your person, you know, you know, the nefesh Bahamas can sometimes be big, a big behemoth, and sometimes it can shrink. You know, it, it, it varies in people. Some people are born with a more robust animal soul. Some people have a more refined animal soul. Like a Hasidus explains that the animal soul sometimes is a sheep, and sometimes it's a bull. It's different, different types of animal souls. But even within, if someone, let's say, is blessed with a cow animal soul, a robust animal soul, yet that itself can be like the seven meager cows or it can be the seven fat cows. And it depends on what we do with it. If we feed it every day, it becomes nice and big and strong. And, and, and if we deprive it, it becomes meager, small. So someone might say, you know what? I, I, can't be, I, can't, I can't live like this. I can't live in this tension. So you know what? I'm going on a serious, serious exercise of deprivation. I'm going to make my animal soul lose 100 pounds. Be a tiny little animal soul. By literally not feeding it. Fasting and fasting. You know what the Rebbe says? You can't, guess what? You're not going to have any, any energy to love God. Because when you're weak and you literally don't have any body heat, you can't love. You can't fulfill the mitzvah. To fulfill the mitzvah, you have to eat. You have to create blood. You don't have to eat like a chazer, but you have to eat. And you have to create the blood. And that blood will go into your heart, produce the heat. And from that heat is where you can love the Ebershtim. And it gets converted to blood. And that's the only way you can fulfill the mitzvah. In the liver. And that sends the blood to the heart. And there, and in the heart, is where the nefesh of Bahamas resides. Like we learn in Tanya. The nefesh of the kiss resides primarily in the brain. But the animal soul, its main seat, is in the heart, in the blood. And so you see that this mitzvah of loving Hashem is also a physical, is also a nefesh of Bahamas to go mitzvah. Now, the God, well, that's love. You say, oh, but maybe fear of God, that's more of awe of a sense in the brain. The gam pachad Hashem, and also the dread of Hashem. Ikrei belev, that too is mainly in the heart. Even though it says that fear primarily resides in the brain. There's two types of fear. There's a more abstract fear that's in the brain. But then there's what we call pachad. Pachad is when it really causes you to tremble. And that's when it reaches your heart. And the desirable level of fear is when it will hit your heart. That like you have like the Baal Shem Tov. That he was so, when he would, we, that he, he trembled, so, he, he had such fear of the Amish that the table around him and everything st- was shaking literally from the fear that he, that he felt. He's, it permeated his physical body. And that's the ultimate level of fear. Vedacious, or the, or the story with Rebzusha, that when he looked at one time went outside and he saw the stars and he was so beheld by the power of God that's in the stars that he ha- had hemorrhaging for days afterwards of the tremendous fear that gripped Reb Zusha from seeing God's power by looking at a clear night in the sky. So, but that, that's the amount. It has to hit the body. Taket starts in the brain. And it ends in the heart. It's interesting, it doesn't say this cheshben by love. By love, it's a psmashma, it doesn't need so much of a process of moyach. Because there we also say, how do you have love in the heart? It also comes from the moyach. But again, for some reason, it differentiates. Harei so you see from here that almost all the 613 mitzvahs, what is the almost? Which mitzvah is not included? I'm not sure. He says almost all the 613 mitzvahs, were given and they were lowered down into the animal soul. What's the reason? So now we have this long elaboration how everything, and the reason is, 
Because just like the neshama is a seed that gets planted in the soil, and the soil is the animal soul, so too the mitzvahs are also called seeds. As it says, Zayreya tzedakos. So there's two, two things that are, that are planted. Tzedakah is planted, which are mitzvahs, and light is planted. Neshamas, which are light, is also planted. Or zarua. Hashem plants light, and Hashem plants tzedakah. Two types of seeds. And it says, Ashreichem zayrei al kol mayim. Fortunate are those who plant next to, by a lot of water. Which is referring to some kind of a planting of mitzvahs. Vahazriya, and where can you plant? The only place you can plant is in the soil. Hubekarka is in the soil, dafka. Shesham hu yesh koyachat sameach tafka there is where there's the power of vegetation. Fahainu pchenas nefesh abahamas. It's amazing. What we detest so much, what we get, any person who's seeking to be a little spiritual and a little bit connected gets frustrated with the animal soul. And the Alter Rebbe is saying, well, that's where your, all your power lies in that animal soul. Fahainu pchenas nefesh abahamas that the animal soul shabba hu sheyesh koyach in that behema in that animal soul that has the koyach. To sprout forth the greatest salvation. So now the Tzemach Tzedek has a, has a, has a, has a, has a little uh, um, note over here. What, what, what is this question? In, in, in a famous mimer on Pasha Shemois that we learned already on the Aftar of Pasha Shemois, it says, that when the Yidin come to Golos, it says, Yashresh Yaakov, Yaakov, which are the Jewish people, Yashresh, they take, they take root. So it explains over there what does it mean, Haboim? And it refers to Elish Mois Bnei Yisrael. These are the Bnei Yisrael, Haboim Mitzrayim, that came to Mitzrayim. What's the point? So that Hashem is planting their Neshamas in Golos, and they're taking root and they grow. So there he explains in that Mimer that Knesset Yisrael, the Jewish, that the Neshamas, the Shekhinah, and the Neshamas, we actually, by the way, we had a very interesting shir today, the Mashiach class, called Mashiach Matters. And over there, there's a very interesting discussion about the Shekhinah being considered a field. And uh, so the Aboim Yashresh Yaakov, so there it says that the, 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 the field, the, the soil that is planted, is planted in the Neshama. That the mitzvahs are the plantings. We plant mitzvahs, and where do we plant it into? The Jew, who is the Neshama, you plant the mitzvah in a Jew, and that's when it can produce. So Luchur, and we know many places, it explains how the Shekhinah is called Oretz, she's called Earth. And being that we're all parts of the Shekhinah. You take the mitzvahs, mitzvahs are from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from higher. And those mitzvahs are planted in the soil, which is the neshama, which is part of the Shekhinah. So the Chura, it's mashma, that even the neshama is called Aretz. And here we're saying that the power of earth is where only the Nefesh Bahamas. So which one is it? Is it the Nefesh Bahamas or is it the Nefesh Kis? And the answer is, it's Nefesh Kis when it's enclosed in the Nefesh Bahamas. So it's true, the, the, the Nefesh Kis is also called Aretz. When is the Nefshalakis called Aretz? When it's because we, we can only do mitzvahs when we're physically down here. The Shamas in heaven, even though they're parts of the Shekhinah, can't do a mitzvah. So that's what he's explaining. That Knesset Yisrael is called a desirable land. is planted in that Aretz. Look over there at great length. And it's not a contradiction to what it says over here. Dafka, when the godly soul is enclosed in an animal soul. 
In those places, this is discussed. But now he's going to explain why is the Nefesh Baham is so powerful. Because our animal soul and its root and its source is greater than the godly soul. Believe it. Believe it or not, our animal soul is higher. It's the general idea that Olam is higher than Olam And the world of chaos precedes the world of, of Tikkun. And then our Neshama comes from the world of rectification. Our animal soul comes from that chaotic world. That's why it's a mess. Because things fell apart in that world. And, it's a, and that's why. But, we, but, it, but it has a certain potency there. It's the same idea that Esau, the Shorish of Esau, is higher than the Shorish of Yaakov and all these in Yadam. And that's why it has this koyach to be matzmiach. The nefesh of Bahamas is taken from the shimarim, from the waste of the ofanim. Ofanim are the malachim. But they are the lowest kind of malachim. They are the malachim of the world of Asiya. Okay? There's three worlds, Olam Abriya, Olam Ayetzira, and Olam Asiya. Olam Asiya, the world of completion. The world of, of, of called the world of action, but really it's the world of completion. Where the creation is completed, but it be, which means the creation is dense and thick and coarse and the like. Olam Asiya also has a spiritual side. Olam Asiya Haruchni. That Olam Asiya Haruchni, the spiritual Olam Asiya, is inhabited by angels called Oifanim. So from all the Malachim, they are the lowest Malachim. They have dregs. Like, just like we produce waste. There's the waste. What, now obviously, these are spiritual beings, so even their waste is spiritual. So the waste of, this, of, of the malachim become the animal souls of humans. They go into bodies. So we're talking about like at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the, of the, of the system. Like all the way at the bottom. Yet, because it comes from the, from the ifanim, and what he's going to do now in the mimer, he's going to trace the ifanim higher, higher, and higher. He's going to show you how the ifanim that inhabit the lowest world are the most potent malachim from all the malachim. On the one hand, they're the most ignorant of all the malachim. They are the like the the the, the like the outer. Right? The malachim of Oyla Mabriya look at the Ifanim and go feh. Like Grabkite. That they're coarse. Their spirituality is coarse. They're so they're they're dense, they can't get it, they don't understand anything. The malachim of Oyla Mabriya are like Adela refined malachim, right, right? But yet to get the whole system kicking. To get the whole, we're going to see soon, Ifanim Vachai, Barash Gadol. To create the Rash Gadol, only the Ifanim create. And he's going to explain the same dynamics, just like it is in the cosmos. There are the Malachim that are very, very elegant and holy and godly, and they're the Serafim, they're burning up the God. But they, they're nice, they're wonderful, but they can't create the commotion. They can't create the entire thunderous uh, um, force of, 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 the, of, of this powerful, godly. Storm to come to come to come in. They're not able to do that. The only ones who can do it is the Ifanim. So similar to that, in the dynamics of the person, the Nefesh is is similar to the Malachim called Rafim. It's burning up for God, but it can't create that noise, that rash. The rash God all that's needed is Dafka the Nefesh Bahamas, and Dafka that Dafka that rash reaches Keser, it reaches the Ein Sof, and draws light and energy from there. That's why our animal soul is the most potent. And that's what he's explaining. Now, by the Yafanim, now, you'll say, 
how can a human soul come from the Yifanim? Yifanim actually means wheels. And they're, they're Yifanim. They're like, they're, in anything, they're kind of beasts. Why they, how do they have a human? Because Yifanim too have four faces to them. Just like the higher Malachim called the Chaya Sakoidesh, the ones in Olam Abriya have four faces to them, and one of them is a human face. The Yifanim also have a human face. So, but the Yifanim, have to realize that, the Yifanim, their consciousness is a holy consciousness. They're not like our animal souls that are animals. That's why our animal soul is called, it's coming from the Shmarim of the Yifanim. It's produced from the waste of the Yifanim. It's, 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 it's like the, the, the Psolas. Because they, they're, they're holy beings. Their Psolas, their waste, becomes our animal, our animal consciousness, which is totally messed up. But it's amazing how these very lowest of spirits at the bottom of the food chain, bottom, 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 have all the power to change everything. It says there's one oifen ba'aretz on the earth. Oh, that's, by the way, connecting that the oifanim are called aretz. He wants to prove that your nefesh Bahamas has all the power. And nefesh Bahamas, it's, it's the soil. The soil has the power to produce. So you need to connect the oifanim with aretz. So the nefesh Bahamas he connected to aretz. Why? Because it says nefesh ruach ba'aretz. That goes down to the earth. But the oifanim are also called earth. Because it says in the Pasik, these are the malachim that inhabit earth. Vine oifen ba'aretz. The oifen is on earth. Kedele kamot. Vine kamoisha b'srafim, just like by the srafim. Yesh penei arye penei shor. The srafim have a face of a lion and a face of an ox. Kach gam ba'ifanim ksiv. So too by the ifanim it says, al arbas rivi'ayim. I wanted to look up the Pasik, but I didn't get a chance to do so. And it, which means that there were some kind of a four images to it. Uksiv arba panim la'echad, there are four faces to one. Pnei echad pnei ha'kruv, the face of one is the face of the kruv, the cherub. Vezehu pnei ha'shoyer, which is the face of the ox. Kedisa b'gamara, the kruv and the ox is the same. Umemenu hushim nimshechas ha'nefesh ha'bahamesh ha'b'yisrael. And the nefesh ha'bahamesh of the Jewish people, not even the nefesh ha'bahamesh of the, of the Gentiles. The nefesh ha'bahamesh, meaning the nefesh ha'bahamesh of the Gentiles are from somewhere else. The Nefesh Bahamas from the Jewish people, like we learn in Tanya Perik Aleph, in the end of Perik Aleph, is on a higher level. It's a more purer place. It's from Klipas Noigat, not from Shalosh Klipas Atmeois. So it comes from the Pnei Shoir, the face of the Kruv of the Oifanim. But from the Shmarim, from the waste. That's where it comes from. Okay, so it's pretty pathetic. He just basically downgraded that animal soul to be like the waste of the lowest angels. So what's the big power of it? So now he's going to explain how the Oifanim, in Perik Beis, he's going to explain how the Oifanim dafka shake the cosmos, and that which the Srafim can't. The Srafim are so much more refined, but they don't have that, they don't have the emotion, they don't have the energy that the Oifanim have. Even though Olam Asiya is so, is so nothing compared to Olam Abriya. And these are like Neshamas of Olam Abriya. Yeah. What? Because everything has waste, which means everything receives a hashpa, it takes out the good, and it has to pass energy down lower. And that whatever what it's passing down lower is called the waste. Yeah, it's a lower energy that's not it's not for them, meaning it's too coarse for them to to, to become their their power, so it's transmitted to a lower place. So now he's going to explain what does it say about the Ifanim or Ifanim Misnasim Barash Kodo. We say in, 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 in Shema, we say, We say they make a, a big tumult, a big tumult. 
compared to the Shrafim. And the Shrafim don't make such a noise. It's going to explain that because the Shrafim have such intellectual capacity of understanding, that to a certain degree, their, their understanding kind of like calms them down. So even though they're called Shrafim, they're burning up, but they're burning up quietly. Because they have such a deep understanding. The, the Oifanim are called the ignorant Malachim, compared to the Shrafim. They don't understand what's going on, but they know something awesome, something crazy is going on. And that's why they get very excited. And so there is more emotion visible by them than there is by the, than the, than there is by the Shrafim. The Shrafim are more lost. The Shrafim are the Chabadniks, the Bali Moichens, they don't make such, you know, if you go into a Vizhnitz shul, there is a lot more energy. They daven, every you go to vision, it's Mansi. I was beautiful. I used to love davening. Eh, 100, 200, chevre, davening. Eh, they're struggling and there's noise. And the Chabad shul, I'm talking about when you have the boy of them, even people are a little bit more lost in, a, in, in his bindingness and contemplation. So sometimes that takes away from the fire, from the, hopefully it leads to a deeper fire, but at least in the beginning it doesn't have that. So they find them have a mila. Their mila is that because they're lacking that, that great enlightenment, but they, but they do have the excitement. So he says, when I sit off Kaddish, Kaddish, Hashem They say three times, Kaddish, Hashem Tzavakis. So he's going to explain what is the hasaga from the, from the malachim. What are the serafim? What are they massing? What do they appreciate? What do they understand? Pidish. So he says, okay, let's take a look at the word. There's three times Kaddish, but then there's the word Hashem Tzavakis. What's Tzavakis? The God of hosts. The word Tzavakos, the sages say, means Ois Hu delay. He is a letter, he is one letter in his army. So what does it mean he's a letter in his army? So basically it means like this. The Shekhinah is the power that empowers all of creation. But the Shekhinah gives life to the creation through words, through speech. Through ten utterances, the world is created. But how is the world's created through speech, it's not really ten utterances. It's really one letter that later gets translated into ten utterances. It's one letter. Which letter? The letter He. Hashem gives one breath, and that's the power for all the world, including all the angels, all the Serafim, the Chayas, Vefaniyakoidish, and Oilamis, and Oilamis, and which are way, way, way crazy, crazy, crazy greater. Infinite, incomparably greater to, to the physical cosmos, to the physical universe. You're talking about worlds and worlds and worlds, all energized. The sum totality of all of existence is energized by one hay emanating from God. And that's what we mean. Tzavakos ois he, he is one letter, the energy of the cosmos, of all worlds, is one letter, delay in his armies, the power, the electricity, the energy that infuses all of existence is one ice of the Ebishter. But God Himself, Kadesh, 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 transcends, transcends, transcends. And when the Malachim appreciate that, they go crazy. Because you see such an unbelievable. Take, imagine standing at the very, very tippy top of creation and seeing the multitudes, the, 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 the endless creation seeing gazillion angels, and each one beautiful, each one perfect, and then seeing all the, all the galaxies, and the worlds, and the stars, and the, 
and all the creatures that there are in the ocean and in the sea and everything in perfect harmony and, every, and it's all being invigorated, created with one and the he's totally beyond that. They say, wow, imagine if he invests a little more than just that hey, what, what it's like. Who is he like? So they, they, that's their hasuk. So this is what he explains. I knew all the armies of above. Thousand thousands, which means millions, belong to one one gedud, one troop. And his troops have no end. As the sages ask a contradiction, in one place it says that there is no end to his to his armies. In the other place it says that there is millions in an army. Stand before him. So the Gemara answers, is it millions or is it no, no number? So the Gemara says, no, each, each battalion of Malachim has millions of angels. But how many battalions, how many um, battalions are there? Ainsof, there's no end. And when you when you take this, you take this into a meditation, you can literally, your brain can explode. Because the sages say that one angel is a third of the world or three times greater than the world. That means that the physical galaxies, the physical creation is only a, a third of the, of the energy that's in one angel. And how many angels are there? In one, in one, in one, um, in one battalion, there's Elef Alafin, which is millions. And, and how many are those? Without, a, without an end. Literally, there is no number to how many. So you're talking about, it's crazy. So when one starts meditating on the vastness of creation, and then you realize that, it, that how much did God invest to create the soul? One letter. And we're going to see soon, the letter that he used is the weakest of all letters. Taking the least effort from, from, meaning it has the least breath in it. That means it has nothing of God in it. When they perceive that, they go crazy. Because they don't just, they really appreciate it. They all come into being and they're all receiving energy. Only for one letter. Like the Pasuk says, when he created them, the sages take the word Bihibaram and divide it into two. Bihibaram with one letter, hey, he created them. And the hey is a light letter, the lace by Meshasha, that doesn't have any substance. As explained in the Akdamas, which is a piece of poetry that is said in Shavuos. And what does it mean, a, a light letter? The breath of the heart, that's enclosed in, that's enclosed in the letter Hei, is less than all other letters. And you can do, we can do an experiment. We'll do an experiment like this. We'll see and we'll see. There are five organs of speech. And each organ of speech delivers other letters. There is Aleph, Ches, Hei, Ayin. That's all one set. Aleph, Ches, Hey, Ayin, they come Mahagorin, they come from the throat. Bumf, Beis, Vav, Mem, Pei, come from the lips. Bumf. Masasai from the lips. Gimel, Yud, Kuf, Chof, and Kuf. Machech, come from, you feel, from the palate, on the top of the mouth. And so on and so forth. Now, some that come from the teeth. Now, <clears throat> put your hand next to your mouth and say the letter Beis. B has more, more energy than, ma, than the mem. And so he's going to say an interesting thing. 
when you do the letters Aleph, Ches, I, and He, they have the least breath than all the others. You, you, you omit less breath saying the Aleph, the Ches, the Aleph, and the, I'm sorry, the, the He, and the Ayin, the least breath. From that set, the least of those is the He. He has the least breath from all the other letters. That means even from this set, you'll see. You say Aleph, say the U, A, Ayin. Um, what else is there? Uh, Aleph, Ayin, Ches. But then say Hey, you hardly hear the, you hardly feel anything. It's less than all of them. You feel less pressure. And if you would be able to measure it with some kind of a breath measuring, you can. It's lighter than all the letters. The hevel, the breath that's in them, is less than other letters. From the from the palate, it has more breath. And the letter has even has less gamma Even from those in the same set, it has the least breath. That's why it's called a light letter. It's very light to speak it. It doesn't have any, any, any substance. That it has very little, it has very little breath. So we can apply this above to God as well. Because we know that we are in the image of Hashem. In all letters that Hashem speaks, there is such a concept of godly letters. And those letters all have breath to them. As stated in Zohar, Pashas Tazriya. And the letter He is called the light letter that doesn't have, has the least breath. And from this God creates, from this least investment, the least energy, Hashem creates all the heavenly hosts. He's an ois. He's one letter in, in, in the hosts and everything that he created. But the Abishter's very self, who Kadesh moved all he separated. And how much is he separated? Three times separated. That means he has to contract himself three times in order even to be able to say that. Hey. He has to filter himself. And that's Kadesh, 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 three times Kadesh. Hem keneged gimul oisiyos. They correspond to the three letters that precede the latter hey of Hashem's name. That hey that becomes the source of that breath is the shechina, is malchus, which is Hashem's mouth, malchus pe, which is the source of that hey. In order to get to that speaking, to get to Hashem's mouth to speak, you need to first have three three powerful simtsumim, three powerful letters: the letter vav the letter Hey and the letter Yud, which are three descents that Hashem has to f- screen and descend from level to level, completely covering on Himself in order to get down to that breath. Which correspond to the first three letters of Shem Avaya. Shem Tzimtzum, which is contraction, which is the Yud. Vispashtus and expansion. And then, till you get to the hamshacha, which is the vav, and then, and through the vav, bebchenas heitata, you finally get down into the lower hay, liyos pehay baram, so that he can create them with that breath, with that hay. And this is what it says afterwards: pidish 
Because when one appreciates that, one realizes one very interesting thing. Since God so transcends all of His creation, He so transcends it, because again, everything, all of them are created from one tiny little infinitesimal crumb of energy that He emits. He creates all of them. So we can understand that within that crumb, there's no hierarchy to God. See, to us, the heavens are so magnificent, they're so awesome. Earth is so small compared to heaven. That's to us. But from Hashem's perspective, it's all, it's all created from that tiny little hay, from that tiny little breath. So heaven and earth is absolutely equal. And that's why, For Hashem, it's, no, it's not an embarrassment to be on earth, because it's no big honor to be in heaven to Him. Heaven is nothing and earth is nothing. So to him, it's, it's absolutely equal heaven and earth. Otherwise, you have some kind of a feeling like, why would God care about what you do in your bedroom or what you do in your, in your kitchen? Why, how can such a big God care? I understand if I'm, like, if I'm a monk who's, who's, who's talking of the, 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 the deep, 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 deep philosophies and deep abstract things, that's what God would care about, the deepest secrets of the universe. But, but things like this, why would Hashem care? The answer is, why would He care about anything? He cares because he chooses to care. And if he chooses to care, yeah, the little things matter to him because the whole thing is little and small and yet he cares about it because he, because he decided to create it and he wants it and he cares about it. And yes, the tiniest little nuances of your life, what you're doing in the small little little moments that you're doing in your own little home and your own little space is infinitely important because he decided to go in there. And there's no business for him in heaven to be more in heaven than on earth. Because it's all equal. Because it's all, it's all created from nothingness. That's what he's saying. In continuation to Kaddish, 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 Meloi Kala Aretz Kivodo. He's everywhere. Since he's removed completely, Be'erech Legamri, completely on a whole different level. Heaven and earth, which represent spiritual and physical, Shavin Lefanov are absolutely equal before him. Ekenoida, Shuhu Yizbarach Ein Soif. That Hashem is ain't soif on three levels. Begimul bechinois, oilam shana nefesh. Time, space, and soul. In all three, the Abishter is ain't soif. Bebchinas oilam in world, in space, hainu bechinas is pashtus midas malchusi is barach. His kingship, which is that letter hey, expands infinitely. Beriboy revavis oilamois. It creates myriads and myriads of worlds, each world inhabited by myriads of angels, and each one is bigger than the galaxies. <laughs> and what? Above, endlessly higher. And in other words, if you're going to explore the worlds, you can explore and explore and explore and explore and never end. It, it literally never ends. And then go down, 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 down. Whichever level you go, there's even a lower level. You go lower and lower and lower. We happen to be at the bottom. But if someone is in the middle of this journey, he will go down, 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 no end. And in terms of time, He's also forever. You're before the world was created. And from when it was created. And to the world to come. And it's endless. It never ends. And then he's also infinite in the level of nefesh. Nefesh, souls, are the beings that perceive him. So we're talking about the various different perceptions of his, of him, knowing him, appreciating it, understanding it. How many? How much can you perceive of him? 
How much hasaga can you have? How, how, what's the, 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 is the, is the, what's the end or what's the, what's the measurement of knowing him? The answer is, ain't so. There is, there is, like, how many chambers are there in Ganeiden learning the same Pasuk and understanding it? Endless. Because it's God's Torah, it's infinite. There is Ein Sof Pirushim and Ein Sof Hasagis in knowing the Eberstern. This is the endless. So in space, in time, and in perception, as he says, This is that the Neshamas apprehend, the godliness, there's different types of Hasagis, higher and higher, infinitely above and above and above, in case, can you do as it is known? And therefore, and therefore, he, so therefore he fills this lower earth, just like the, the upper ones, because they're, again, too, they're fixed, they're limited. And he's above, infinitely above this. He can be wherever he wants. And where does he want to be? Down here on earth. Mamish. The truth is, he's everywhere. But he has a particular pleasure in being on earth. Dafka, the Kamei is Barach in front of him, Kula Kalachshiv, they're all not Mamish, Shamayim Vaaritz Bashva Echas, they're all absolutely equally nothing. Shere Afa Pikain, but Lesa Sarpanimine, there's no place where he's not, because even in the space of the world, he himself is there. He, the the Abishter's essence is there everywhere because he's everywhere, and therefore, Maloy Kalaritz Kavoidai, even on earth, it's not, it's not a contradiction to him. Okay, so this is the perception of the Malachim. Now the Srafim, they stand in a very, they are positioned in a very good place. Why? They have window seats. They, they, they are positioned at the very, very heights of creation. So, they're standing in this very, very high spiritual place. They see how all of existence is emanating from one breath. They have unbelievable knowledge. Because they're in this world of Bria, which is, an intel- which is a world infused with intelligence. Bina resides in that world. So if you're living in that world, you're a super genius. You're an Einstein. Okay? Anybody, that's, the, that's at the bottom. Okay? You're, a, you're a genius of geniuses. It's because in that world is enclosed the chachma binadas of atzilas, the, the intellectual powers of the divine. So the creatures that are there are incredibly smart and intelligent. And what's their intelligence? They know their creator. Avlo ifanim, but ifanim, they are layers, layers below. They hear the echo from that higher world. Avlo ifanim, kisheshoimim, kadesh, kadesh, kadesh. Seems like there is some kind of inter, interpassing of sounds coming from the higher world. Down here, we don't, we're ignorant, we don't hear anything. But once you're in the Ruchniistic world of Asiya, you can hear sounds from the higher realms of Olam Yetzira and from even higher from Olam Abriya. So when they hear the Malachim of Olam Abriya, the Srafim saying, Kadesh, 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 Yoitzema Srafim, coming out of the Srafim, Hemarishim Bekoil Ram, they go crazy. That's what happens. The Ifanim go berserk. Vrash Kadal, they start making a big, big noise. 
They can't grasp this. They, they, their minds are not wide enough. They don't have the capacity to get what's going on. Because they're already in a far denser state in the world of Asiya, where you can't really, where, you, where things are already far more fixed. The world is far more something already. It's hard to see how everything is emanating from that hay. They're stationed on the earth. By them, the emotions are very strong because they don't have that calming effect of the mind. The mind is like when you're deeply intellectual, so the mind dominates. And at that moment, when the mind, like you see, even when a person gets excited, is learning something, at the moment that they're deeply in the thought, they're not yet excited about it. They start bubbling after they step out of it a little bit. So the Yudayifanim, they, they don't have that powerful... That's why it says, that Yecheskel Davka is the Navi who's perceived in Olam Asiya. The higher Malachim, they, the higher Neviim, they were in Olam Yetzir, Olam Abri. But Yecheskel, his Navua was, and that's why his Navua was a very noisy one. He heard Kikoil Machna. He heard the sound of a tumul, like a storm, like a powerful Machna, like, a, like, a, like an army. They get excited opposite of the Srafim. But when they get excited, their passion and their fervor takes them higher than the Srafim, which means, that doesn't take them, they cause an energy, a, 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 uh, an elevating energy from below that's more powerful than what the Srafim produce. Their spilus of their midas, of their emotions is very strong. Mibisrafim, then the Srafim cannot. I know BMS, and that is Mishum Shasharsh. But the reason why they they have that power is because the truth is, even though they are found, they their their place where they inhabit this down here, their the root of their energy is from a higher place than this rough. So they they're stationed in a lower place, and they don't have the the the. Um, the the uh, the information the knowledge that the srafim have they don't have the capacity, but the root of where their 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 spirits are taken is from an ein sof realm much higher than where the srafim okay taken srafim are taken from a world of oiros and kalim where oiros and kalim are commensurate with each other that's why they have capacity the, the whole point of the srafim is they have kalim they have the vessels. But the Ifanim are taken from a world where the Oiros don't go into the Kalim, where the energy is not Kalable, it's infinite. That's why it translates in them being excited, having excitement that's not containable. So they explode with excitement. And that explosion is what really creates this powerful yearning from the earth, from the creations to God. And the infinite yearning of the creations to God is what pulls God in. In a, in a stronger way into creation, that which the Srafim could have not have created. And that's what he's saying. What? Yes. Yeah. What is it? Kavod Hashem Memkaima is cool. Bochim. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're crying. Wow. They're weeping for this light. They want more revelation. Fine. And the truth is, one second, they come from a higher place. They come from a higher place of this rough. As it is known, it is also known that the root of a person's emotions is rooted deeper in a person's soul than a person's intellect. Even though the order of the way things evolve is from the intellect to the emotions, 
But we can see that emotions are more powerful than the intellect. And, 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 and in Yiddishkeit, it's always a tremendous virtue that you can use your mind to excite your emotions, but there has to be a certain point where you allow the heart to take the lead. The heart should go ahead of the head. Because the head, it says, clearly, it says, it says, there's no thought that can grasp him, but it says the heart could grasp him. He's grasped in the deepest yearning of the heart, the Abishter Izgi, because the heart is rooted more in the infinite than the, than the mind is. The mind is fixed. It needs, to, it needs to make sense of things. It needs to fit things in. The heart yearns, and it can yearn with an infinite yearning. And this is the idea of the Olam of Toyu, where, where we know that the lights were not, not fitting in the Caleb. And this is the idea where we say, is this whole idea of Olam HaToyu was hinted to in the concept of Elam HaMalachem HaShem These are the kings that ruled Lefneim Allah Melech Lebnei Yisrael. Before there was a Jewish king, what does it mean? It's talking about the children of Esav, that uh, there were kings over there before. Shehem Zion Malkin Kadmon, these are the seven ancient kings. Shehem Zion, which the, the, the Pasuk, the Vayishlach, describes seven kings who lived and died. But the Arizal says that here is hinted to these powerful godly Kalim uh, that are called seven kings that collapsed because the Kalim couldn't hold the light. Too, it was too intense. Shem Zayim, Midas El Yoinois, these are the seven supernal Midas. Shem Lifnei Bchenas HaMoichen. They are prior and higher than the brain, than the Moichen. That's called Bnei Yisrael. Yisrael is the Oisius Li Roish, to me ahead, which is the brain. The Jews are the brain of the world. But that's from the world of Tikkun, where everything, the Oiris and the Kalim are fit together. But the really, the, the power is really lies in something deeper than the mind. So these kings ruled before, before means higher and on a level greater. And that's the emotions of the Eifanim, which are deeper and stronger than the intellectualization, than the, than the intellect of the Shrafim. But this is what happens. When they create this powerful commotion and this powerful energy, they cause all the worlds to rise, to receive stronger. What? What's the rising? They create yearning. It's probably like when you hear people crying, it, it evokes the emotions. When you hear singing and yearning, you get swept up with it. Their singing and their yearning creates a yearning in all levels, including the Shrafim, and including the Kisei Hakove, the throne of God, and the person that's on the throne, which is the ten spheroids, which is already God. It's already the, the manifestation of divinity, of godliness, no more creation. But that too is Oireis Pekelem, it's light and vessels, like we discussed so many times, Atzilus, is, it's still lights and vessels, and it has a certain capacity. So, but, but it's deriving from the Ein Sof. But usually Atzilus is fixed, certain amount of energy. But as a result of the Eifanim, Achayis Noises as a Kisei, they cause the whole Kisei to rise with the Adam Sha'ala Kisei, which is the, all the Sphirois, the, the Shechina and the level called HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all become open to the idea Frustrated with the idea that after all they, they have a limit, they're Kalim. Even HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is HaKadosh, still is, has limitations. It, it has some Gedarim, of, and therefore it yearns for the Orin Saif, that which is beyond all description. And, and, and as a result of that yearning, a powerful infusion of new light comes in. And who creates it all? Sorry to insult them, the little Shmendriks there, Fanim, compared to the, to the higher Malach. And as it translates, how do the Yafanim really get kicking? Our Nefesh of Bahamas. 
Because our Nefesh Bahamas are derivatives of this. Our Nefesh Bahamas are also emotional, messed up beings. It's like excited about everything around it. It's constantly grabbing for things. It's an emotion. But it really has the capacity to love God with that, with that emotion. And that's why that's the earth, the soil, that has all the power to produce everything. It's all in the Nefesh Bahamas. That's where he's leading it to. So now, um, that even the Dumus Allah Adam that's on the Kisei Kine Oilam Abriya, because Oilam Abriya Shu Oilam Asrafim, which is the world of the Srafim, Nikras Nikra Oilam Akisei. It's called the, the world of the, of the throne. I hear this Gavaldig Indian. Why is it called the world of the throne? Kisei. Because the word Kisei comes from the word Case Aleph. Case Aleph means the Aleph is concealed. Case comes from the word covered. Kis, kisoya, cover. Also in English, case means to encase something. So Case Aleph means that the Aleph is covered. Who's the Aleph? Aleph is God. Aluf So notwithstanding the great knowledge of, of the Srafim, they're also living in a, in, a, in a distorted consciousness. Because had the full truth be revealed to them, they wouldn't exist. They would experience Enoid Movade, there's nothing but God. The only reason the Srafim can even exist and intellectualize and have all their knowledge and all their understanding is because the Abishter is really covering his emes. In other words, as he can explain, they're not living in Yehudiyillah, in the higher Yehud. If you're living in the higher Yehud, there's nothing but Hashem. They're living in the Yehud Tata and the lower Yehud. What does the lower Yehud mean? It's that, the, that there is a creation, but the creation is battle to Hashem. We know there's two levels of Yichud. There's Yichud Yilah, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lakeinu, Hashem Echad. Yichud Tata is Baruch Shem Kavod Machusali Oilam Vod. Two levels of unity. The lower Yichud is where you sense yourself as of somebody, but you recognize that God is the power in your life, and you're bottled in. Yichud Yilah is that you're Ebesh there. You have no Metzias, you're just Him. And that's the consciousness of the world of Atzilus, is Yichud Yilah. The consciousness of Oilam Abri is Yichud Tata, the lower Yichud. And that can only come because case aleph, because the aleph is concealed. Um, it's covering up the aleph, the chief of the world, which is the Abishter. That it, it obscures and conceals it. This is the lower Yichud. Which is the consciousness of Oilam Abriya. They bow down to you, but there's someone bowing. They have, a, they have a self that they're, that they're surrendering. Even though they're in a state of bitl. And they're bowing. Nevertheless, there is someone that is bottle. They have a, a, a self that's being bottle. And all the heavenly hosts. Because they too are enclosed in bodies. Like the great Malach sandal. He has a sandal. That he's called uh, Tav Kufshana. It says that his size is Tav Kufshana, is a measurement of 500 years. This was said about it. The fact that we give him a fixed size means that he has a body. Not, not the same kind of body like us. It's talking about abstract, Shabba abstract, Shabba abstract, but yet it's still some kind of a body. They're a third of the world. They're a third of 500. Which is 166. They're, they says their body is like Tarshish, which is a, which is a certain type of a 
a stone, a marble, a, no, no shesh is marble, a tarshish is a type of a stone. There's something there other than the Eberstein. Even though he's bottle and he's bowing. The very fact that he is a, that he's a body and he's a somebody, that's a cover-up on the Eberstein's MS. Which is the divinity. As it is. Ainoid Mulvada, it is none but the Abishtan Mamish, Bibchenis Yehudila. And Yehud, yesterday, last night, I learned a uh, piece from the Rebbe on Simchas Torah, Tafshinun Bey, as I was teaching the Varmalchus. Um, and over there, the Rebbe is saying, it's a frightening words, I never saw something like this. The Rebbe says that we have to start living already in the days of Mashiach. That means it's not enough to live in a state where Koma Sechel Hashem Shemayim, that everything you do is Hashem Shemayim. It's not even enough to live in the state of Bechol Derechecha Deyeyo. That not only is everything you're doing for the sake of heaven. Imagine to be conscious in everything you do for the sake of God. Everything. And not only that, but it's not good enough to, to know Hashem in everything you do, but still, it's still your doing. It's still drachecha. You have to live already in a state that ain't malvadoy Other than God, nothing exists, and everything is purely alakus. That's the Rebbe says, that's what we have to start living in, because we have to get accustomed to Mashiach. So we have to start living already in Enoid Movadoi, in the consciousness of Ani Loinivresi Elolashamash Askaini. I have no existence but to serve my Creator. I don't even begin to exist. My entire existence 24 7 is only serving the Abish. And the Rebbe says, and it could, now the Rebbe says, I, this is how I understand, he says, and now we can say that this is an explanation on the on the horrific delay of the Geula, that we can't explain why the Geula is delayed, it's perhaps lacking in the Jewish people this perfection in this Avaidah of Enoid Malvadeh. <laughs> that's lacking in their Avaidah, and that's necessary to, to enter into Mashiach existence where that's going to be the consciousness of Enoid Malvadeh. But the Rebbe says, but now we've accomplished that as well. But, but then he concludes, but then he, in the same breath, he says, on the one hand, he says it's lacking, and that's what's holding back the Giyula. And then he says, but now that we've accomplished that as well, so now we're already ready. So I'm trying to think like, like at which point is that? But we accomplished that already. So what does Rabbi mean by that? But about Kaponim, you see from here, the fact that the Malachim have a, have a Metzias, it's not Enoid Movada, it's not Atzilus consciousness. It's already... But when Mashiach is going to come, down here, the Gashmiistic world is going to be in the level of Atzilus, totally unified. Olechei. Now, he's, he's, he, now he says, Where, what is Atzilus? Where is their total perfect acceptance of Yehudi Allah, of the higher Yehud? There's none but Hashem. That's in the world of Atzilus. That's deeper, much deeper than the world of Bria. And Atzilus is only God, nothing but Him. Who, is there a creature or a being that lived that way? Yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was the example of someone who lived in Atzilus consciousness. And what did he say? V'nachnu ma. So we know that the world of Atzilus is permeated. What does ma mean? What are we? I have, no, I have no being. So it says that the word ma has another meaning. It means it's the name of God that permeates the world of Atzilus. It's called Shem Ma. The name of 45. It's Yudke Vavke. Shem Ma. The name of 45. It's the name of God that when that name is revealed, everything there, everything in its, in, its, in its path is ma, has no being. How do you get to the, name, to the name of 45? How do you get to the name of 45? You make the, you fill the haze with an aleph and the vav with an aleph. 
It's called Miloy Alf. And Yud is Yud Vav Dalit, and then Hey is Hey Aleph, Vav is Vav Aleph. Ah. ah, so the Rebbe says like this. This is above the world of the Kisei. What's the Kisei? Oilama Kisei, Oilama Bria is Case Aleph. Covers the Aleph. What's the world of Atzilus? It's permeated with the Aleph. Miloy, it's filled with Aleph. And was when you filled with Aleph, with Alufa Shel Oilam, when you filled with Aleph, then you're not in Oilam Abriya, then you're world of, in the world of Atzilus. If you're not filled with the Aleph, the Aleph is blocking. Even if you're excited about the Aleph, but you're not consciously feeling the Aleph. And even if you're bowing to the Aleph, but you're not feeling the Aleph, it's because you're in case Aleph. The Aleph is, is you're in the world of Kisei, you're in the world of a throne to Hashem, but not totally one with Him. What did the Rebbe keep on telling us? That in order to bring Mashiach, we have to take the Goyla and bring the Aleph into the Goyla and make from Goyla, which is exile, Geula. Geula is when you bring the Aleph into everything. And then you'll make this world, Atzilus. It's all about that Aleph. So he's saying, Chaim b'chenaz v'nachnu mar shema hu b'milui alfin is n'milui of Aleph. And because that's above this state. Okay. So therefore, what are we finding out now? That even though the Shravim think that what? The Shravim think that they got it all. They're looking over there. They have the window. They, they have this, this they're, they're up there on top of the Empire State Building. They have the, 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 the we have that, you know, what, what, I, forgot, I forgot what they call the place even. See the whole world, see everything. But the Emesis, they're also in darkness. Because the very idea that they're excited, there's someone there, is a similar night. But through the young, through the Ifanim, that are lower, and the Yafanim that make this tunnel, they raise everybody up, also the Serafim. And where do they raise the Serafim up? In Tatsilas. In other words, they open everybody up to receive that Aleph. And the Aleph permeates all of creation. So the Al Yedei, listen to this, the Al Yedei HaSerafim, I'm sorry, Al Yedei Rash Gadol Shelo Yafanim, and through this tremendous tunnel, the, tumul, the t- tremendous commotion made by the Yafanim that get excited because they don't understand, which which rise up very very high, even higher than the Srafim, they lift and they elevate also the throne, that is in Briolis, Alis Lamaila Yoiser to be elevated even higher. So the Ein Sof will reveal himself in them in a revealed way. That they too will join in and, be, and live in the higher unity of being totally one with Hashem. And not to live in this concealment of Kisei, of Kesav. But now the Rebbe says, guess what? In this elevation, even Atzilus is also elevated. Atzilus is not living in the case Aleph. But still, it's living, Atzilus is also already in measured godliness. Because it's vessels, it's containers. And the oil in the ke- in, is, can be contained in the kalim. It's not the real level of Ein Soif. Vigam dumus kemara adam, and even the image of the face of the man. Sha'ala kisei, when Yechezkel saw the, the chariot of Hashem, he saw that on the kisei there was a face of a man. Which is a, 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 an analogy, which is a marshal for the spheroids of Atzilus. Now, over here he's saying it deeper. It's not just the spheres. It's the Torah. Torah is called Adam. Torah and Mitzvah, which is the godly structure of Atzilus. Shenekras, Adam, like it's called Adam. Basically, what he's saying is like this. He's saying that, it, that we can learn Torah and we can do Mitzvahs and connect to godliness. Torah and Mitzvahs connects to God. It brings you, infuses you with 
you're, you're aligning your body with God's body. Hashem has 248 limbs. Those are the 248 mitzvahs. And when you're doing mitzvahs, you're aligning yourself with the Abishta's body. And when you're keeping away from Averis, you're aligning yourself with even something deeper than, than the, the, the limbs with the blood of the Abishta, the 365 blood vessels. You're totally connected. But guess what? Your mitzvahs themselves need to be every day charged with a higher godliness because even mitzvahs are also fixed. And a yid can do mitzvahs and do it like dryly and this. So the, you, got the, you got the elokus of atzilos, but that's it. But through Messiris Nefesh, by Kriya Shema every day, Shema Yisrael Shema, the yid is burning up for God. He, he recreates Torah mitzvahs every day. Every day the Torah mitzvahs become a new Torah. It's a Torah that the Abishtah has given today. It's new oil, an infinitely higher light flowing into that, into the mitzvah of tefillin, into the mitzvah of tzitzis, into the mitzvah of tzedakah, into the mitzvah of birches hamazin. The mitzvahs are infused with a whole new vitality. Why? That's only if you connect, you lift atzilus up into the Ein Sof. And how do you do that? Through a yearning heart. That's the whole point of davening. And primarily when you get your nefesh of Bahamas involved in that yearning. Because only the Nefesh of Bahamas can yearn with that excitement that's required, that's necessary. Both of them together. That Torah is called Adam. 200 positive commandments. These are the 248 limbs of the king. And what's the idea of it being a limb? Just like a limb is a vessel for where the, the, the soul flows. Kacha mitzvah, so to the mitzvahs, hemchenes ratzen elyon, they're vessels in which the Abishta's ratzen is extended, and God and his ratzen are one. So you're really getting an amshacha where Hashem's nefesh, Hashem himself, the oirins, shenim shechum islabish b'chol ma'isa mitzvahs, and where the Abishta is enclosing himself in every act of a mitzvah. V'shasa loisa say in the 365 prohibitions, hemshasa gidem, these are 365 arteries. Like a marshal of gidem of arteries, which the blood flows through them. Which is the main chayas of the nefesh, more than the limbs. The, the blood vessels is the soul itself. The three sixty-five prohibitions are higher than the two hundred and forty-eight positive commandments. As it is known on the pasuk, basically what he's saying is that the, the positive commandments even though they're drawing on Hashem, it's only drawing on Hashem's name. But the, I'm sorry, it's only drawing on Hashem's renown, his, 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 his zikri, his remembrance. But the, 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 mitz, the prohibitive commandments is drawing down Hashem's very name himself. And a remembrance of someone and his personal name is different. Remembrance is like you call someone, he's known by that, but it's not his personal name. Then you have a, like, some, a very good friend knows a person by his personal name. So in the positive commandments, you're connecting to God's re- zikri, Hashem's, his, his, his fame, the way he's known, whatever. Hashem says, says Why? Because I'll say like this, the word shemi is gematria, what? Shin Mem Yud is 350. Plus, together with Yudke is 365. So Zer with Yudke is makes, the Zohar says, Zichri is Gematria uh, uh, um, um, 237 plus 11, because plus the Vav K. 
So it's 248. So the 248 is, com- is comprised from the Vav K. And we know Vav K is much lower than the Yud K. So Yud K is Shmi, is Hashem's higher name. What Chazal say, before Hashem created the world, him and his name are one. So it's something very personal to God. And that name reveals itself in the Yud and in the He of Atzilus. They're a lower level. Because again, it explains the Chassidus that Certain, why is, a, why is a positive commandment lower than a prohibitive commandment? Because in a positive commandment, you're, you're creating a vessel for godliness. So you're only reaching the level of the divine that is vesselable. You can't touch that which is abstract beyond all this. In a loisa, say, you're not doing anything. You're just refraining. So you're just doing a no. You're not doing. And therefore, you can touch things that are not defined. We discussed it in many memorials. We're not going to go over it right now. So Eloisa say touches Hashem in a more transcendental, higher place. So in the positive commandments, you're getting a kind of a reflection from God. That's what you're connecting to. It's not Mamish's name. That's the main mimer where we discussed this. We learned it. I think we learned that mimer actually twice. Oh, but even Zichri and even Shemi, even Loisa says it's still only Hashem's name. It's his remembrance. Or it's, as we said before, it's the limbs and the arteries. But then there's the Orin Soif himself, the Ain Soif himself that's beyond all of this. In order to get him into the Torah, like it says by, by David HaMelech, that he was drawing, he, 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 he was, um, he was in Torah. He connected God himself with the Torah. He drew the Abishter into Torah. It's higher than just Torah mitzvahs on its own. For that, you need to have the Oifanim. They have to raise the Kisei together with the person that's on the Kisei. Who's the person? That's the Torah. Because we said Torah is an image of a person, the limbs and the arteries, to which, to the level of loy adam to the ain self. That can only come from a Jew who's a yearning heart. And from the Ifanim, same idea. In these 248 limbs, it's through the Rash Godel. In other words, just like the Srafim are upgraded through the Ifanim, even higher than the Srafim. The Adam Ma'elian is also upgraded through the Ifanim. Ki ruach, I say ruach. Because that's the rule. The deeper the yearning from below, the greater the light revelation from above. God only wants to come if we want Him. And the Ifanim, they have a capacity of yearning. That's what they have. And what's this power that they have? Like we said earlier, they come from where the lights were not contained in vessels. It's higher from the level of Adam. It's only that they fell down because of the Shviris Akelim. The, the, the sparks fell down. They came down lower. 
Mibchinas Adam from Adam. Kamosh Nafilas Evan, like when a stone falls, Meroishachaima from the top of a wall, Noifilamati Yoiser, it falls. The higher stones fall lower. But when they lift themselves up, they brash godal, they, they, they stimulate, they trigger something very, very high, because their ruach, their desire of amshech ruach, draws down a ruach from above. They lift up the kisei, and even the person that's on the kisei, can iskalel, as we said before. We'll take a little break. And I was planning to finish Kimmel and Dalit, but I think what I'm going to do is perhaps uh, only... Uh, we'll see. Let's see. Let's see. We'll have a little break. And we'll continue on Bissel in a few minutes. This is your chance if you want to cut and run. Okay, we're holding over here in, in Parag Gimel. <laughs> They find him say, blessed is, what do they say? In other words, what we know they're yearning for. What do they say? They say a statement. Baruch Kvoid Hashem Hashem's glory should be blessed from his place. Baruch Hu Baruch Hu Baruch Hu Baruch Hu Baruch Sorry. Baruch is a Hamshacha. The word Baruch, when you're saying Baruch, we learn Baruch means more than blessed. Baruch means you should be drawn from the word Brecha. Brecha means a pool of water that flows. So Baruch means, is Ahamshacha Ma'alam Alagilu. It's from the concealed to the revealed. And what are they asking? So they're basically requesting that God should be revealed from his place. What is the emphasis from his place? So first of all, Let's see what it means, kavod. Baruch, they want, it should be drawn down. Kavod Hashem. What's kavod Hashem? The word kavod is gematria 32. Kavod is lamed base. Yeah, chaf. Chaf and base is 22. Vav is already with another vav. Six is, is 28. Plus dalit is 32. So kavod is 32. So these are what's called kavod Hashem. Kavod Hashem are the 32 pathways of wisdom. Now here's the idea. The highest, the place, the highest peak of, if we can say, uh, creation, or even higher than creation, the highest peak in Seder Hishtalshalos, in the order of evolving worlds, and the, high, the highest peak is Chachma. Chachma is the first sphera in the first world. Higher than Chachma is already Ein Sof. There's no, there's no worlds, it's Ein Sof. I mean, subtle, there is worlds, but generally we say worlds begin in Atzil, is Chachma. So Chachma is the point of the highest and deepest truth that of God, the Enoid Movad, is nothing but Him. What the Oifanim are asking is, Baruch Kvoid Hashem, let that Chachma energy, that Lamed Beis, those 32 pathways of wisdom of Chachma, where the full MS of the Oirin Soif is felt, let that come down, let that flow lower and lower and lower throughout the entire evolving order of worlds, all the way down to the world of Asiya, where the Yafanim are. Let that emes that's felt in Chachma of Atzilus be felt down here. That's what they want. Lamed Beis Nasibis HaChachma Begamatrika Valzeh Omar Baruch Sheyei Nimshach Pchines Kavod Let it be 
drawn down this covered lamed beis nesivas hachachma these thirty two pathways of wisdom mim koimoya elyon from its supernal place from up there to make its way down here lias mezgala bechachma shalamata that it should be revealed in the lower chachma. What does it mean it should be revealed in the lower chachma? Kipchinas chachma shalamat or nikragam can come. There's another level of chachma. There is higher wisdom, which is the chachma of Atsilos. I'm assuming we're going to see it's Torah. It's higher wisdom. And then there is lower wisdom, the wisdom of creation. Chachmas maiseberashis. It can translate later into. It translates after many hishtalshalas into the, the knowledge, the sciences, all secular knowledge. That's later, later, later. But here, even the lower level of wisdom is very, very holy. But it's the Chachma of Bereshit, Chachma of creation. What is it? It's the difference between uh, Chachma and Malchus. Malchus is also called Chachma. Chachma at the beginning and Chachma at the end. The special connection between Chachma and Malchus, because we know that in the spheroids there's a family. Father, mother, son, and daughter. Malchus is daughter. And we know that there is a special connection between father and daughter. Abba Yasid Brata, the father, foundation of the daughter. So in, 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 in somewhere in Sefi Yetzir it says, Chachma Baraish, Chachma Besayf. It's Chachma at the beginning and Chachma in the end. But there's two different levels of Chachma. One of them is a pure, pure Chachma, in which it doesn't hide any truth. It gives you the full MS. That's Chachma Ilah, the higher Chachma. Chachma Tata is a Chachma that's meant to conceal and obscure the truth. And it gives you already a wisdom, but in a wisdom that's covering on the ends. Because the Chachma of Malchus is the Chachma of creation. As we said earlier, creation by the very notion that there is a creation is already a cover on the Emes. Both of them are called Kavit, but for two different reasons. One is called Kavit because it's revealing the Abish's true Kavit, the true, true Emes of the Abish. The other one is called Kavit because it. Rabbi Yechanan used to call his garments mechabdusi, those are honor me. Because when a person, a person is honored based on the clothing they're wearing. And a person wears it. You want, you want to be treated well, dress well. So you dress well, people will, will because I told people get to know you, of course. In the beginning, you want to make a good impression, you dress well, you get, you get. so Rabbi Yechanan would call his clothing gar, is mechabdusi. What do you see from here? Clothing, on the one hand, helps you present yourself. But on the other hand, it covers you. What's, what's clothing? It's a concealment. It's a so the malchus is called kavod because it's a garment, it's a cover on the Abishtah. It's not allowing the truth, the emes of, of the divine, to be seen on the other side of malchus, which is in the in, in, in the creation. So let's see it inside. And, and what we're asking for, what the, what what the what the ifanim are trying to do, is they're getting that the higher kavod should should infuse the lower kavod, that the lower kavod, the lower wisdom should become infused with the higher wisdom, they should become unified. And then the creation will not block anyone. It's almost like being able to merge the science with Torah, that both of them should come together. You should see within, within the world, you should see the truths of the Torah. That, that idea. Kavod means a garment. He called his garments Mechabdusa, those who honor me. Now the lower level of Chachmu, it's a Lavush and it's a Kisoy. Now why Tafke is Chachma? You have to ask a question. Why is, why is Malchus, the Chachma of Malchus called a Lavush, a garment? Say, Malchus in general is a concealment. What, 
Why is there there's episode special concealment in the Chacham of Malchus, in the wisdom of Malchus? It's a simple question. Why Dafka, the Chachma of Malchus, which is called Kavod, is a, is a Lavush? So he says, yeah. Sometimes being too smart is not too good. Because Dafka, the smartness, creates arrogance. And arrogance is the block that I was going to explain over here. The Kisoy Master It conceals the Ebesh. We see literally that. That in a sense, the animal world is more in tune with God than the human world. In what sense? A behem is not too smart. An animal, a cow, doesn't have chachma. Doesn't have chachma and seichel. He bebchenas bittel yaiser. Is more humble, more bittel. Now, in a sense, the Rebbe is saying the animal is that way. You'll say, well, he's a behema. He's such an idiot. You can do with it whatever you want. He just doesn't. He's not smart enough to defend himself. No, he's in a sense he's smarter than you. He's closer to the truth than you because he's not so smart. Really, we should all be bittel. What do we think we are? We make ourselves into a Haganza Metzias because we're, 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 we're less in tune with the Emes. The Behemoth is taken not conscious of the truth of God, but he's also not arrogant. And why is he not arrogant? Because he doesn't have Seichel. And the lack of Seichel allows him to be more of Behemoth and, and in a sense be closer to the truth and having more Bittal. So of course a Behemoth is much lower than a person. But in a certain aspect he's higher because he has more Bittal. And the, and the bittel dig state is a truer state. When we are bottle, we're like an animal, in the positive sense. What's, the, what's keeping us from the bittel of the cow? Our seichel. What he's basically saying, seichel creates self-awareness. Self-awareness is that separation from God. And the animal doesn't have self-awareness. And that's why he has greater bittel. He's part of a greater universe, of a greater force. Instead of being more in tune with his individual self, and the intellect makes you self-conscious, like we find by Adam and Chava, that once they ate from the tree of knowledge, they became self-aware, and become self-aware, they became more in touch with themselves, but as a result of that, disconnected from God. Like you find that even a child can rule over cows. Even though the cow is so much bigger than the child, the child can take charge over the cow and the cow will listen. Because it's naturally humble. Mashiach and Adam, which is in the case of a person, Shafilatinik, even a little child is already, even if he's not, even if he's a little, a human being, since essentially a human being is an intelligent being, even a child can be arrogant. Yesh Paiteva, his Nasus, likes to be a big shot and he likes to, you know, uh, you know make himself stronger than everybody else. He wants to be the boss. Because he's, he has intellect. The seichel makes a person into a yesh, into something. this we also know that way. That sometimes it's better to hang out with the pasha, the chassidim, with the simple chassidim than the big, 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 big bali seichel. It, it pumps ego. And when there is ego, it blocks the emes. And the simple yidin, the simple chsidim that are not so big on the standards, but they have a heart and they have a simplicity and a certain emes that, that, they, that, they, that they connect to. The fishu kisoi, lavush hamailam, koseichel is a lavush, it's a concealment. Umaster es pechenas It's already acting as a filter, it's concealing the nothingness, which means the creative power. 
which through the ayin, because the world is created, the yesh ayin. That's why intrinsically, if the if the yesh senses the ayin that it comes from absolute nothing, and there's meaning from a power of God, but not it, it it's bottle. So the the seichel creates a certain disconnect between the ayin and the yesh that the yesh should not feel the ayin; he feels himself, and therefore is a. Because this This is not the good chachma. This is the chachma of eitzadas tovera. Your eyes will open up. You'll be like whatever. No good and bad. So that's the chachma coming from malchus, which creates this, and that's why we find that the biggest. At most arrogant people are the intellectuals, the, the college professors, the, 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 it, what we call them the intellectual elites in the United States of America. They are the farthest from the truth, and they are the biggest heretics and non-believers, and they're at war with God, and they're, they're, they're fighting the war today against anything moral and holy in the world. is all being fought by these college uh, uh, intellectual elites that think that they... Whatever, but they have no sense of of humility and a sense of bittel to the Abishter. They're lacking that. And this is what the request is that we're asking for. But this very different than that is the Chachma of Torah. The Chachma of Torah, when you learn it, it humbles you. It doesn't turn you into a. a it, 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 if you're learning Torah correctly, it's possible that a person learns Torah with the wrong approach. And the Torah itself can also make him arrogant. But when someone learns Torah in a way that he's connecting to the holiness of the Torah, the Torah humbles the person. It's a different quality of, to- of, of knowledge. And this is what they are asking. So what the Oifanim are requesting is that the higher Chachma, the Lamed Beis Nesivei Sachachma, Pathways of Wisdom, should be drawn from its supernal place, which is the higher Chachma. Which is also Chachma. But it's also called Kavod. It's also a Lavush. But it's a different type of a Lavush. It's a see-through Lavush. It's not a, a thick garment that covers and obscures. It's a garment that sometimes you just need a garment because you can't take something you can't grab onto something because it's too abstract. So you need something to give it a little bit of... a little. For example, I'll give you an example. The Yidden and the Midbar were being nourished by God. By Lakus, by Getlachkeit. They weren't being nourished by, 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 by food. They were being which is really a Gilea Lakus. It's like when in Olam Abba we're going to be nurtured by the Ziva Shechina. That's how the Yidden and the Midbar were. But you can't eat Ziva Shechina. So it needed to take on. It went into Mon. And the man became somewhat of something physical, just enough that they should be able to capture that getlachkeit and eat it. And that's why it didn't have any waste. And it, it right away turned back into spirituality as soon as they ate it, and so on and so forth. So the, the similar to that is Ein Sof. Is Ein Sof. It has no... So it has to go into Chachma. Once it goes into Chachma, it gives it an episode, a little bit of a, of a tfisa. But still, Chachma, Elah, the supernal Chachma, is is transparent. It's it's a it's a lavush, but it's a very very transparent lavush in which you sense the ayin. That's why quite in the contrary, from chachma, from the level of chachma, is where the ultimate experience of einoid mavada, koyachma, the power of what, the deepest and highest bittel is in chachma. 
Ezel Chacham, Haroya Esanoilad. A Chacham is someone who can see how all of existence, the Yesh, the substance of the world, has no Yesh, has no existence at all. Hanoilad, it's being created and being born every second from absolute nothingness. That's the real Madrega of Chacham. That's the higher wisdom. But the lower wisdom, the wisdom of Malchus, which is at the bottom, which is meant to create a barrier between Hashem and the world and give the world a sense of beingness, a sense of yeshus, for a purpose, because ain't melech beloyam, the world needs to be a yesh. But malchus has that chachma, which creates a different kind of a chachma, an intelligence that makes you into a wise guy, into a smart person, into a knower already, which comes along with self-awareness. And that self-awareness, adarava, is a source of corruption and a source of distancing. Now the avoid, what the Aifanam are trying to do is they're trying to match up the Chachmei Beroish to Chachma Besoif. They want to Baruch Kavoid Hashem, the true Kavoid. Kavoid we said before is Lamed Beis Nesivos Chachma. They want to draw down the Lamed Beis Nesivos Chachma, the MS of of Atzilus and the MS of Chachma of Atzilus to permeate also in the three lower worlds all the way down in Olam Asiya. So again, the Nikra Kavoid Malashem Lavush. Chachma is also called Kavod, which is Lavush. Kugam came b'chenas Lavush. It's also a Lavush. Le'ein soif baruch. It's a Lavush to the ain soif. Sheba va'al yada. With it and through it. Mislabish pa'olamais. Without Chachma, the Eibishna has... There's no, there's no way for him to be mislabish. It's the first riskeli where the Eibishna can enclose himself. V'ayim ha'shakosav ha'ramaz b'pashas b'amidbar b'inya melech ha'kavod. This all the higher level of kavod. Like it says, Chacham is the foundation of Eretz. Abba Yasid Brata. But now there's a connection between the two. That no, he's just proving from here that through Chachma the Eibush is mislabish in the world. Chachma Yasad Eretz. He finds Malchus, which is called Eretz, through Chacham. And Abba Yasid Brata, as we say, Ksiv Marabu Masecha Hashem. How great are your actions, Hashem? Kulam bechachma. Because without chachma, there's no keli at all. In order for it to, to come into the realm of finite, of to create within the finite, within it, it needs to pass through chachma. It's not a lavush that's concealing. It's even, even a physical clothing there is that way. There is a sack cloth. When someone dresses themselves in sackcloth, the sack is not expressing them, it's covering them, concealing them. And then there is fine clothing that bring out the person. Right? So, The Ebershter shines in Chachma. Hashem wraps himself in light, like a garment. So we're talking about light. Light is not blocking. It's just something to be able to... This lavush is shining, ka'oyer like light. Chachma comes from ayin and it senses the ayin. Shuupchenas bittel tamidin as the highest level of bittel lipchenas ayin to the ayin. Shemisham timotzei from there is where it comes from. Veloishem esteres chas v'sholem kechachma shalamata. It's not arrogant chachma like we spoke before of scientists and so on and so forth, secular sciences and so forth that create a certain arrogance and and self importance in the people that have it. This true Chachmet says, He sees how all of existence is created from absolute nothing. And this is the Bakasha from the Ifadim. That the covet of the Avaya should be Nimshach. That this higher Chachma 
and this higher bittel is galas gam lamata should also reveal itself below the chachma shalamata and the chachma below ache gam he but also it which means in malchus in the lower chachma loitia masteres she too should not be master anymore and conceal anymore that even throughout Seder Ishtalshalus, as we go lower and lower and lower, and the thicker worlds, which give off an appearance, as if there is something other than Hashem, should, should they too should become mezuchach, they too should become purified and refined. Even in our physical eyes, how, how all before Hashem is not, as Hashem sees it. Hashem sees how everything is cancelled to him, how everything is not, because nothing has any existence even for a split second without Hashem contributing existence to it. So now, this Indian, just like it is in front of Hashem, it should also be sensed in us. This Koyach of Ma, She'ein Shom Hester Ponim, where there is no Pester Ponim. So to below, Lo Yalem, Lo Yastir. It shouldn't conceal and it shouldn't hide anymore. Like it's going to be when Mashiach comes. Like it was before we became smart. When we ate from the Eitz Adas, we became smart. And that self-awareness caused us to become distant and, and, and from the Ebeshter. They're dafka, the ones who say Baruch. See, what do they find? They find them are living in darkness. They find them are frustrated that they don't see the Bittal. Because they don't see the bittel, they're calling out baruch. They're begging baruch kavod Hashem emkoyim. And as you said before, the word baruch Hashem kavod Hashem emkoyim is 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 Rashi Tevis. What is it? Boichim. They're crying. They're crying for light. They feel their ignorance. They feel they're in the dark. They can't stand this concealment. The Srafim over there are not saying that. The Srafim are happy. They're saying Kaddish, Kaddish Hashem Tzavakos, Meloi Kalaritz Kavaydah. Hashem fills already everything. They're not asking for anything. That's why they're, 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 we can't use them because they're satisfied. And they're, they're the same is also with the same idea that we're learning over here the dynamics of the Nefesh Kiss and Nefesh Bahamas. Nefesh Kiss is satisfied. Nefesh Bahamas is in the dark. So when you get the Nefesh Bahamas involved, he gets frustrated with this darkness. Nefesh Kiss is happily living happily in Gan Eden. <laughs> Felt him garnished. He's happy. You need to get the Nefesh Bahamas involved. That's the whole point. You get the Ifanim involved. So Avala Asrafim, Oymin Malaycha Laretz Kavoyde. Lefishahem Bebriya. They're living in the world of Briya. Ve'ema Makana Nebekursai. Okay, it's not the Gilui of Chachma, but it's the Gilui of Bina. And in Bina we know, Ema Bina Makana, she rests, she dwells, Bekursai in her nest, which is Oylem Abriya, where Bina shines. And Bina and Chachma, two friends that don't separate. So in the Bina there is the Chachma. So there are. Ve'yesham Gilui Alakusai Yisbarach. There is godly revelation. And they understand really well how the Abish fills the whole universe. And that God, they think they know. They don't feel it really, because if they would feel it really, what did we say earlier? They would be totally bottled. But at least they, they're, they're, clo- they're, they're in a state of the lower bittle, at least. So they see. But they find them that are in a much darker world. Where there's a lot of concealment. It's not even physical. But still, it's a lot of a lot of concealments already. They require this bakasha. That the covet of the Ebrister should reveal himself. Because the smartness of the lower worlds conceals and blocks. And even though in front of God, everything is not, not nothing, even Asiya, that's only by the Ebrister. But to the creations, 
The world seems to be very important and a very big something. This is their request. The higher chachma should be drawn down. And that bitl should be drawn down lower. Oh, but now, where is it coming from? We explained the three words. But what the last word we didn't explain it. From his place. What's the, what's the emphasis that it should be drawn? So the Ayn is like this. Chachmiyullah is very cozy in being in Chachmiyullah. For Chachmiyullah to get out of itself and to go reveal itself to a lower place, it needs something higher than Chachma to push it down. That's the rule. The Mashpia never goes to the Makabal unless there is a higher Mashpia that pushes it. Take a look. The Rebbe sent out thousands of people, Shluchim, to go around the whole world and be Mashpia to people. Become rabbis, teachers, inspiring for communities. These people would never have done it had they not have a rebbe who pushes them to go. That they need a higher mashpia to influence the lower mashpia to go. So in order for chachma to go out of its comfort zone and lower itself down into malchus, like the pasuk says, chachma is pachutz taroyna, that chachma should go chutz, it should go outside into the lower. To, the Torah should lower itself down to our world to enlighten our world with bittel. For that, the Torah itself, or the Chachm itself, needs to be touched by something higher than Chachm. And that's the light of Keser. And that's the meaning of Baruch Kavod Hashem, Mimekoimai, Mimekoimai is higher than Chachm. The source of Chachm has to be revealed in Chachm to, to stimulate the Mashpiyah to go down. And this Amshacha is from a level higher than Chachm, from the Oyrein Soif itself. Again, Chachm is the Oyrein Soif already in a, in a container, in a Lavush. It's a very pure container, but it's still a container. Higher than Chachma is the Oyrin Seif without a container, pure. So the Hamshacha to cause Chachma to go down is from Oyrin Seif. from his place. What does mean? So he learns, the Ayah you can learn as a question. Where is the place of his covet? Or you can read it as a statement. That's the place of his covet. Which means, where does Kavit come from? Where does Chachma come from? From Aye, Aye, Aleph is, ke- is Keser. Keser Yudke. Yudke is already Chachma Bino, but it's all as, and the word Aye, the Yud and the He is still included in the Aleph, in a very high place. What's the source, the root of Kavit? Aye is the level of Aye, which is not at all grasped. Kvoida itself is Malchus. Bechachmetata, that's in the lower Chachm. Fisharsha, Bechachmila, like we said earlier, in the Shayrish of the lower Chachma is in the higher Chachm. But even higher, Vagamla Mailama Chachma. And it's even rooted in higher than Chachma, in Kesm. Bezein Yen Hamelech HaKadosh. Tafka, these days we say Hamelech HaKadosh. We're talking about Malchus as it is in its Shayrish Shayrishay. What's the Shayrish Shayrish? We know Abba Yasid Brata, Chachma is the, the, the foundation of the daughter. Malchus comes from Chachma. But really, it's even higher than that. It's even deeper than that. Malchus is really rooted in Keser, which is higher. Hamelech HaKadosh. Hamelech as he is in Kadosh, in the most transcendental state. Sha'amunim Baseris Yimei Tshuva, that we say in Baseris Yimei Tshuva. Keser Elyon, that's the higher Keser. The Iyu Keser Malchus, which is Keser Malchus, page I and Hay. Second column, a little bit before Perik Dalit. Okay, and the Oifanim 
through this big rash gadol, through this tremendous commotion that they make, <clears throat> because of what they don't understand. They feel that the Serafim, they hear from the Serafim that there's a gewaldig, that the Eberster is so unbelievable. And they get excited, and they're yearning for light. Oimrim, they say, emphasis, they draw down from the the place from where Kavod comes from. Kavod is Malchus or Chachma. Ultimately, it's coming from Keser, which is the Ayin. Chachma is called already Yesh compared to Keser, which is the Aye. Aye, you say, what is it? Because you don't know it. Keser, you can't know. It's Ein Sov. So, but they draw down Mamish the Aye itself. That's what they draw down. That which is not grasped. That that should come down. That the Chachmi Allah should come down below. For who Indian, and this is the idea where we're learning it also Shabbos in the morning. So here's the idea. It says the Mashiach will come, the Mayon will come out of the house of God. The Hishkan will give to drink as Nachal Shitim. The, the valley of Shtus, the valley of Shittim. So we learned that how do you enlighten the valley of Shtus? What's the valley of Shtus? The valley of Shtus is basically what we were talking till now, we're talking about lower worlds that are not bottle. But as you go really, really, really downstream, you go all the way, all the way down, you start entering into the realms of Klippus and so on and so forth, where you mamish are dealing with real, real, real horror, you know, real terrible Shtus. Real Shtus, real Narishkai. Denial of God and so on and so forth and all kinds of immorality and all that. It's all because of the darkness. Mashiach will come, even the Nachal of Shittim, even Hollywood, which is the Nachal of Shittim, will become enlightened. As we say, it will turn into Hollywood, it will have a godly consciousness. How do you get the Nachal of Shittim? So you have to have a Mayon, that's our Mayon over here. We're on the same block as Hollywood. But it will go out and it will give to drink. But what's the godlier meaning on a high, much infinitely higher level? It says like this. The stream of consciousness to the world comes from Chachma. Chachma goes to Bina. That stream is not the Mayan itself. It's the, it's the water coming from the Mayan that's going out. And that kind of water, by the time it gets down here, it, it's already dark. It is already, the, the klipa is already too strong. In order to fix it, we have to draw down that it shouldn't just come the water. You have to bring the Mayan itself outside. That's what Hasidus always says. The Rebbe always says, You have to bring the Mayan itself. You can't just bring the water from the Mayan. Bring the Mayan itself. Mayan is the, is the spring. You have to bring the spring itself. When you bring the source itself, it will, it will flood everywhere. That's this idea. Okay. That's the idea of being mamshich mimekoymoy from its place, from its source. The mayon itself has to be nimshich. In order to draw down this gili of this mayon, which is chachmila lamata, because chachma we always know is called mayon, and bina is called nohar, a river. In order, in order, chachma itself would not leave unless something is pushing it. So you have to have amshacha from higher from chachma. Gamma Chachmila, something even greater than Chachma. That in order to get Chachma to go outside, Chachma usually stays inside. In order for Chachma to go outside, it needs from a higher place, Ein Sham. And who is Mamshachit? Tafka Doifanim. 
because they are so thirsty. They rise up higher and higher. In their yearning for light, they go to the highest places. Like we learned earlier that the Arfanim, even though they're the lowest, Malachim, in Olam Asiya, they're rooted in the highest. That when you want to produce a crop, you can hire workers, but you won't produce that much. When you hire some oxen to work some tractors, today they use tractors, they used to use oxen. You get the ox to work with the people, the ox has a lot of power, more than the people. That means that the Ifanim, which are the oxen, they have bigger power. Or uh, translate into our life, it means our Nefesh Bahamas has more power than our Nefesh Alekis. Tremendous added, added, literally from the So, you know what? Let's just finish Sif Dalit. It's very important because it flows together. So, once we've described how the Ifanim have this extra power. Over the malachim that are called srafim, the intellectuals. Even though the srafim are in a much higher world, we can't compare Asiya to Bria. It's a double, two worlds above. It's like incomparably higher. Yet the lower Ifanim have a much greater power. So the same will also be understood in the Nefesh Bahamas. Bahamas. The animal soul compared to the godly soul. Because the animal soul, the vivifying soul, the one that gives him physical life, is, comes and is taken from the Ifanim. It's from the face of the ox. Remember we said that the Ifanim too have four faces. From the face of the ox of the Ifanim. It has tremendous power. It has potential to have a, create such a fire, a rash, such a commotion. Much more than the godly soul. Because in its root it's higher. It comes from the Olam Atoyu, which were the kings, Oyrois without Caleb. Remember we learned that earlier? That are higher than the kings of B'nai Yisrael, which is Olam Atikun, which is where the Neshama comes from. This is the whole idea of Esau being the Benoah HaGadol greater than Yaakov. And since the Ifanim are from that which was fixed from Oilam because they come from the big world. See, Oilam HaTikun is called Oilam HaKatan. And Oilam HaToyu is called Oilam HaGadol, a big world. Because remember we said, then what happened? Shem created Caleb. The Caleb couldn't, ha- and he gave them bigger light. God all bigger light, bigger light. Light couldn't handle it. And they broke. So from, from those shattered vessels comes Esau, and he's called Benoah Godol, and so on and so forth. Then he, he, what did he do? He set a second set of vessels. And, and what he did was he made the oil be commensurate with the Caleb by reducing the lights. That's called cotton, small. So it's much less. So Dafka Daifanim, which come from this ultimately, the derivatives, they're called, they can create Rash Godel. And Dafka, our Nefesh Bahamas, can create Rash Godel, our Nefesh Kiss. Our Nefesh Kiss can sing like a, like a hummingbird. Beautiful. But it doesn't have that roar like the lion. Our Nefesh Bahamas got it. But, here's the thing. 
Nefesh Bahamas is useless if you don't, if you don't harness it. He's an incredible behemoth, just like an animal. You have a bull, and you feed him all day, and you spoil him all day, he's good for nothing, bum. Nothing, he's a bull. He takes a garnish. All he does is he makes whatever on the floor. That's what he does. Garnished merit. He doesn't have any other production. Unless you harness him. If you put him on a, a yoke and a thing, and, you, and he's guided by a human being, then he can be the unbelievable producer. He can produce food for the entire village. A whole village can eat from one bull, from his plowing the fields. Same as our Nefesh Bahamas. Leave him to his own advice devices. That's all he can produce is what, is what the cow can produce. That's all he does. And he takes a garnish. He garnish. All he does is makes a mess. He's a destructive creature. But if you harness him, if you have the Nefesh of the Kis guard, uh, uh, um, guiding this animal, which is the Nefesh of Bahamas, he can use Dafka, the Nefesh of Bahamas, to produce unbelievable things that the Nefesh of the Kis on its own can produce. And because it fell down very low, you can't reveal this bechina shabbat that it has intrinsically. It first has surrender itself completely to the godly soul. She should ruin it. In other words, the animal doesn't get free reign to get whatever it wants. The godly soul restricts it and restrains it and directs it to only partake in physical things that it needs to serve the Abishner. And through that it refines it, and then it can educate it and eventually bring it to have this desire. And he got to, con- to direct her, La Toisa, and to uh, tilt her to the right direction. This is the tachlis of the descent of the neshama, like it says in Tanya. That the neshama didn't come down for itself, it came down to educate the animal soul. And this is like it says in Zoyar, to cause the, the tzaddikim to do tshuva. What does it mean? The neshama is a tzaddik. And the tzaddik, the problem with the tzaddik is because he's always close to Hashem, he doesn't really have such a fire. So it says the ultimate job of Mashiach is to cause the tzaddikim to do tshuva. The tzaddikim will get the fire of the bal tshuva. Bal tshuva has a greater desire. But spiritually, really, in a certain sense, this happens in every person. The neshama is a tzaddik, and the neshama comes down into the body so that it can become a bal tshuva, which means it can join along with the animal soul that's yearning for God, and through that the neshama also yearns with that powerful yearning that it could never yearn with, 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 on its own. When they're above, they're all tzaddikim. Their nature is to go up to the Ebishtim. And the descendant, the bodies of Bechtelius Balchuva, in order to become a Balchuva. What is a Balchuva? To bring someone from the far. And we know that the Balchuva has got energy because he's so far, he's Moshchenle, he's pulling to the Abishter with added vigor, with added strength. They cry out. I'll explain. The mile of a Balchuva is that he cries. With a tremendous rash. Because of the opposite, because he's so far. And so it needs to be literally the meat of every person. Even someone who'd never sinned, he still has to become a Balchuva. Because in every person it says, that all of his life a person should be Bachuva, even if you never sinned. Like I stated earlier, in the idea of a Ruach Tosha, that the spirit should return. And what's the returning? Vaharash. How do you become a Balchu if you never sinned? 
Varash and the Rashu Machmaze Gufa. The very fact that the Neshama left Ganed and went into a Nefesh Bahamas, into this dark consciousness, this itself darkens the Neshama, even if a person is a Tzaddik. And this itself creates within the Tzaddik a yearning to, 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 to go back to the closeness that it had earlier. From this itself, from this very, very disconnect, use that to knock a nail, like the Gemara says, that from the, from the forest itself, you produce the, the, the hammer to, uh, to knock, the, the axe to knock down the trees. So in this case, is, is from the very distance itself, use it to your advantage. Take the distance and turn it around and say, ah, now I can use that to yearn with a deeper yearning. When a person will contemplate, how much is Neshama descended below and below? And she was distanced from her emanator. Separated, separated. Holy and separated. In front of the Ebesh, the all before him is not. And the Neshama was so close to that light. And now it's so far. From this it will come. The Neshama will join along in the Raj Gadol that comes from the Nefesh Bahamas. Because to the Nefesh Bahamas, this is all new. Because he doesn't know about this. He's from finding out about the Ebishter for the first time. And, and spiritually also. The, in he has a spark from Olam Atoyu, where the, where, which is infinite. That its root is very high. But it fell down very low. That's why the Nefesh Bahamas has the power. In order to have that great Rash. More than the godly soul. That the Neshama has on its own. The Neshama will get it through living with the Nefesh Bahamas and joining along with the Nefesh Kenaz This is the yearning. Once you learn, just like the Ifanim, don't stop with yearning. It's not about escaping, it's not about yearning. What's the second phase of the Ifanim? They say, They take a draw down the Ebishter, they want that the consciousness, the bitl of Chachma, should come all the way down to Olam Asiyah. They actually cause that Amshacha, as we learned earlier, coming from Aye, from that very, very high place, from there they draw down. So the same happens in our own little world, in our Nefesh of the Kisna of Nefesh Bahamas. The, the yearning is one thing, but then we have to make a hundred brachas every day, and which is, comes in the aftermath of our yearning. We yearn in the morning, and then we start saying a hundred brachas and mitzvahs that we do, we're drawing actually down the Abishter into this world. hundred brachas every day. In which we draw down the Abishter. Similar to the Ifanim. After they... They they, 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 they they raise they rise up with that rash. They say baruch, and that's the answer to their rash. That's why it's like a hundred brachas. From the source of everything, which is the level of meya. From the ayin, from where chachma comes from. And what does a bracha mean here? The beauty, beauty of the way the Alter explains the bracha. So what's the toicher of the bracha? Number one, we want that you do You should be drawn You should become havaya through the yutke vavke. Because in order for the ebishter himself to be mezgala in us, if he would be mezgala as he is, he would blow us. He would we would dissolve, We would be destroyed. Even our neshamas would be destroyed. So therefore, the Abishnah has to be first mitzamtzim himself into a yud, 
and then a hey, and then a and then a vav, and then a hey. But through that, it's atal. Your very self should be drawn avai eloikenu. You become my power, which means I sense you and feel you, and you become totally revealed inside of me. My consciousness becomes filled with you. Gilia lekus benishmas Yisrael that they have gilia lekus inside the nisham. Shem chenas pinim yisraelamus, which we know the nishamas they're the most inner deepest point of the world. So we have to, when we draw anything into the world, we first have to draw it into our consciousness. That's why the Rebbe was begging so much that we should learn about Mashiach. Because the Rebbe said, Mashiach can't come in until you first bring it in. It doesn't work that way. You can't have the body, the physical body, do something unless it first, it first is drawn into the brain. It's not a joke. It's not like, oh yeah, you, you, you learn, you're into this Mashiach thing, you're not... We're holding already right there, and we have to be Mamshech Mashiach, but Pinim so it should be, start revealing itself. But he's saying, with it's that way. First, it should reveal itself inside our Neshamas, and when we become conscious of something and we start feeling something, it becomes already the trend of the whole world. Eventually, it makes its way outside into the rest of humanity. And how does it translate? When the Abishter enters you, what happens? You know what happens? It knocks out all desire. There's no other desire. There's only one desire becomes one obsession, one passion in your life, and that is Abishter, because you sense that he is, there's none but him. Such beautiful words. That a yid should be filled from the ain't soif. Through and through. And afterwards, it, it, it fully registers in the Jew. Should become king over the whole world. It's not enough that it's inside our neshamas. It now needs to reveal itself. Godly revelation. Also in the external part of the world. That even the concrete street, even the physical mamish substances of the outer crust of existence should not be seen as something other than Hashem. We should see how everything is filled just with godly light. Because the truth is that even the physical earth, what do you think the physical earth is? It's nothing other than an, than, than an expansion of God, of the Abishta's energy, of divinity. That's all, that's all it is. Everything is pure alakus. It's just because it's dark, it's thickened, so it appears to us that way. That's the malchus of the world of Asiya, which is the, becomes the physical earth. Through the hundred brachis that we say, every day we're supposed to say a hundred blessings, we draw down this into ourselves and from ourselves into the world. We're mamshechit mainly throughout the hundred brachis, but the main revelation of it, that it should reveal itself in the world, is through the acts of mitzvahs that we do. When we later do action, when we do literal mitzvahs, meaning not just the bracha on the mitzvah, but we actually do the mitzvah, because the 248, now he's going to connect why is the mitzvah, the, the revelation of God in the world, because the 248 mitzvah, these are the 248 limbs or channels of the king of the Eivishter, just like the hand or a limb, only when you have a limb can the soul express itself. So to God is the soul of all of the existence. And only when you have a limb of the Abishter down here in this physical world can the Abishter express himself. What's the limb of the Abishter? When within the physical world we do a mitzvah, we've created that limb for the Abishter's 
for, for the nefesh, which is Hashem Himself, to express Himself begashmias. and He reveals Himself and clothes Himself toich toichoi within it, in 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 the in the in the in the aver in the limb. So the mitzvahs and Amshachas Ratzin Elyon they draw down the Eberstes Ratzin and he and his will are one. So it's the Eberstes himself. Kenoi the answer is no. Achamitzvus mitzad atzmon. But hear this: the mitzvahs on their own are they hemaisiyas kashmias. They're physical things. It's not. It's just that. Just that mechanics. The mechanics of a mitzvah of a lulav shaking or a shayfer blowing. And even if you say a shofar needs human breath, but even if you have human breath uh, and a shofar blowing, it's not going to produce anything. Why? Because it's not a mitzvah unless a Jew is doing it. It's dafka when a yid is doing it. Then it becomes a mitzvah. And through the mitzvah, his galus ain't soif baruchu. We draw down the his galus of the ain't soif to be 248 limbs. And that is because only the Jew yearns. The Jewish neshama, and through the nefesh of Bahamas, as we said earlier, has that rash kodal, has that yearning. In other words, you can't draw down. The mitzvah is what? The mitzvah is the download. But just like when you want to download something from, from a certain site. So you first need to access that site. You need to first, first you have to have Wi-Fi or, or some kind of internet connection. Then you can access that site. And when you access the site, you can from that site download the download. In our case, you have to first access the Ein Sof. Creatures that are here in Oilam Asiyah can't access the Jada. The only one is Neshamas. But, but Neshamas also, to really get to the true Ein Sof, they need, they need a piggyback. I don't know if piggyback, I want to say that. But they have to ride, catch a ride on the, on the horse. The horse can take them up this very steep mountain. And that's the Nefesh of Bahamas when it gets involved. Which is this great rash. Tafka the Balchuva cry, not the Tzadik cry. Tzak, Libam El Hashem, when they're crying out to the Abishter. Sheyeshpem, that they have. This is what causes afterwards. To come down. Through the physical mitzvahs, which actualizes it in this world. Kinesko, as we said earlier. The word rash is the same letters as the word seyar here. Now we know that God's here is keser, the level of keser, higher than chachma. Chachma, we, we spoke about this last week and two weeks ago, that chachma derives energy from the Abishters here, from the two years, the, the tikkun, the eighth tikkun and the thirteenth tikkun. These are the tikkunim, which are the beard, which are the here from keser. Now, how do you get to touch these here? You have to shake the hair. How do you get to pull on the Abishta's here? The same word as rash is seyar. Seyar is here. Rash. That means only the nefesh of Bahamas is rash. Rash, noilud v'nimshecha oras mepchines v'sar reishe from the hair of the Abishta. Zashar l'ashem. Shar is the same word as rash. This is your access point. Only through your nefesh of Bahamas. Unbelievable. Zashar l'ashem. This is the shar. V'amash kasa l'kamanga. That's why mitzvahs are called planting. So you plant tzedakah. That's why it's compared to it. Because just like a seed is useless if you don't plant it in the right place. So to a mitzvah, it's useless if it's sitting on the table. Talis and tefillin, I have my talis sitting over here. It's sitting over here, it's not doing anything. A yid takes the tefillin, he puts his on, and he puts it right over here. Boom! 
Bow. The whole download is happening. God is being revealed in this world. It doesn't have any taste. As it is a seed. It's only when you plant it in the earth. That has the power of vegetation. It becomes a peri. It's the same as the mitzvahs. When a yid fulfills them. Is the ain soif is drawn. If they stay like this, plain tefillin and tzitzis. If he doesn't put them on, or wrap himself, he's not going to draw anything down. It's like a, like a seed with the soil. He says it's not so much in the Jew itself, let's identify. The main koyach is not his neshama, it's not the nefesh of the kiss. Who dafke bebchenas nefesh abahamash of Israel? Is dafke the behemoth part in the person? Shuhu he shehi he shenilkacham epinis pnei sharsha by fanim. This is what's taken from the pnei sharsha of the fanim canal. Shasharsha mo'oid naila, their root is very high. To create this mrash, to marshal akarka, just like the earth, the soil, shemitzat atzma yugashmis. On the one hand, it's very physical. Nefshah Bahamas is pain, it's at the bottom. And the same thing, earth, it's, it's, it's Gashmias. Or Badafka, in that earth lies this hidden latent power, this incredible potent power. The power to give forth vegetation canal. Because it's taken from the In terms of who they are on their own, they're much lower than the Serafim. And the higher malachim called the chayas hakodesh. Tafka became behem dafka who shoyrish hakoyach. Tafka in them is the shoyrish. is berash gadol to be in a great rash. Kishar shem oid nai because they have a very high source. Kinesk as we said earlier. Kachu mamish benefshah bahamis. Same is also in the nefshah bahamis. Shol yoyz pchenes rash gadol v'tzoyak libam. In order for the nefshah bahamis has rash gadol v'tzoyak libam. Shayadeze mamshichim kol amshachos all amshachos ramamshach gam oisam shayadei amitzvus. You need the nefesh of to activate the mitzvahs. Kineskaliel, who dafka mitzad nefesh of Hamas, shabosh sheyesh koyach zeli is berash gadol. Dafka, this has this koyach to be berash gadol. El shekamoya karka, just like the earth won't produce anything. Shaaf sheyesh by koyach atzmeach, even though the earth has it all, einem atzmeches kluma atzma will not make anything grow on its own. Kiyamai de azera azerua ba. You have to still plant the seed in it. The Nefesh of Bahamas on its own is useless until you take a Neshama and you put it in and the Nefesh of Bahamas is guided by the Neshama. That's when it produces. would never have created this great Rash. Because on its own, by its own devices, it's an animal like a cow that's only looking down the whole time below. It would remain a lifetime. It can live 70, 80 years that way. El What was the story that Rabbi Shay's Taub said that there was once the goat that looked up in the sky? He was, we always wanted to see the sky. He was very sad. And then someone came and taught him how to, who was the animal that taught the goat how to bend its head upward? He did exercises for like a, for two months. They did exercise. I think the fox maybe showed him how to move his head. And finally came the night. It was a clear night and the goat had a chance and he looked up and he saw the, the moon. And he was like, uh, and, and the, okay, and then the, 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 the fox met him and he said, So? Yeah. And he went further. We were practicing this, we worked all the, so hard, we did all kinds of stretches <laughs> to be able to see it. He 
says, oh, I think he, I think the, I think he said it was like a, it looked like a piece of cheese or something like that. Yeah, okay. So that, that's the thing. Animal souls, it doesn't doesn't uh, so on its own it's It needs to be educated. Is that the story? I might have totally messed up the story. I don't remember what he said. It's, uh, yeah, okay, could be that's it. Eli, they begin to snap the kiss. Some slabeshes boy. The natural kiss that is enclosed in it. Hamaskelas begdulas Hashem that 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 contemplates or understands, that appreciates the greatness of the Eibushter. The Roi Memusayin is is exalted. Adei kech, Adei zenasa lo. This Raj Gadol canal. That's what creates the Raj Gadol. Vezav vezerati ali baaretz. I planted in the earth. Oir zerua la tzadik. Planting the neshama, planting the mitzvahs. Shaydeshi Yisrael mekayimim ha-mitzvahs. Hematzmichim Yeshuais. They draw down great salvation, which is the highest godliness. Yisam shachas v'hizgalus atzmiyus einzayv baruchu. To be in his galus of the essence of the Eibush, the mamish. Ki ramach mitzvahs haseyam ramach evarim damalka. The mitzvahs are the 248 limbs of the king, but only after... You want the, you want, you want the Eibush. If you don't want it, you're not going to get the download. And the wanting is part of that experience of the Nefesh of the Kiss needing to get the animal soul of all. One of the things that happen in an Aver is that the person himself is mislabish in the Evarim. It's not just a ray of the Nefesh. And just like the Eifanim raise up and lift up the entire structure of the supernal body, Adam Elyon, like we learned earlier, same way, the nefesh of Bahamas, lifts up the nefesh of the kiss. V'zeosh Ahmed Azal, Yofesh Ahas Betshuva Maisim Toivim Ba'olam Azeh. One hour of tshuva and good deeds in this world, Mikol Chaya Olam Abba. More than the whole world. Why? Because Olam Abba on its own is only a ray of the Shechina. But now, when we do tshuva and then do Maisim Toivim, tshuva is the yearning. The Maisim Toivim are the deeds that come afterwards. Where we're having a Vadim the Malka, the limbs of the king, not just the ray of the king. But the limbs of the king mamish. Only a yud. But the chuva, which is the rash gadol, shall nefesh Bahamas of the animal soul. Or my simtoivim is then the actions of the mitzvahs. The very essence of the ebrish the mamish. A lot of tvuah will come in the power of the nefesh of Bahamas, or the power of the ox. That comes from the pnei Tremendous revelation. from the himself. You didn't serve God from from more than everything. Everything is referring to the supernal spiritual worlds. It's only a ray. You down here, when you serve the Abish, you're accessing much more than that ziv. Likhi, the whole pasuk he's going to explain later, but now just the word likhi. Likhi means my, my teachings, but the deeper meaning is likhi taking me. It should drip like rain, likhi taking me, because Torah mitzvahs take the Eberster himself. You're literally taking me. The drawing down of, of godly light that Yidnar Mamshach through their Rash Gadol, through mitzvahs, the Kiyama mitzvahs, in the fulfillment of mitzvahs, Uma Atzmusa Yizbarach Mamish, is Mamish from Hashem Himself. The Chenu Maimer, this is also what it means, Vatitein Lanu Hashem Alekeinu. Simply you read, we say, Vatitein Lanu Hashem Alekeinu, Bayava. That Hashem, our God, gave us in love. 
Deeper meaning is, you gave us Hashem Alekeinu, you gave us yourself. What did he give us Hashem Alekeinu? He gave himself to us. That we can draw down his very essence. You wanted us like we said earlier. But in order to make that happen, he's going to explain the next piece, which we're not going to learn tonight. In order for the Nefshah Bahamas to get the earth to produce, you plant seeds, but still not going to grow. You need to do two things. You need to plow, and then you have to water it. So the plowing he's going to explain is the broken heart. As necessary. When a person is full of himself, he's never going to yearn for the Abishter. Can you yearn for the Abishter if you're arrogant, full of self, self importance? So you have to have a broken heart, which in daily activity is davening. It's supposed to lead you a person to a broken heart. And in scope of the year, it's Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur that we spoke earlier, is when you soften the soil. You clap our Shamno next week. What we're going to be doing is we're breaking, literally, we're softening the soil so that the seeds of Tyre and Mitzvah all year long, then you have to pour water. And the water is the Torah that we learn. Mitzvahs produce this production. But Torah brings the bittel that's necessary. And that's why in Seder of the year, after the Shoshana comes, both Yom Kippur is the day the Torah is given, second Luchas, and also Simchas Torah, which is all Simchas Torah, which is all the water, Shemini Yatzeres, which is water. And later he's going to explain Sukkot as well, all this. So Hashem, next week, Thursday night, which is the day after Yom Kippur, we're going to have the, uh, we're going to complete the Mimer. We're going to learn, hey, Vav and Zion and Ches. We did half today, one half next week. Wow, what a mimer.